Give me two. Oh, no. Disaster. That can only mean one thing. Doggone it, you're right. Mm -hmm. It looks like they've ordered a sequel. Oh. <laughs> We're doing a sequel. <laughs> Coming to you from somewhere along the Ohio, West Virginia, and West Virginia, Maryland borders, welcome, hitchhikers, to Nostalgia Highway, the movies you know from the guys you don't. We're the No Frills bi-weekly movie review podcast. We are celebrating the 4th of July. Happy 244th, America. You don't look a day older than maybe 10 to 15 decades max. Depending on what cities you get to. No (laughs) shit. Yeah, there you go. Some, Some of age way worse than others but this is our very first bonus episode of 2020 that isn't a friday the 13th entry but we're going to do things differently this time we're not just going to review a movie like we have in the past this time we're going to have a discussion where we're going to dive into all things sequels part two specifically like maybe civilization two or what like tecmo super bowl like because it was the sequel you know tecmo bowl i mean rbi baseball two what what kind of sequels are we talking here well we're not talking video games what I mean, those are those are good. I, I like Civilization 2, and I you love said, Tecmo Super Bowl. Yeah, but you started out by saying we're not going to review movies like we usually do. So I thought you <laughs> were doing something different. Super Mario I 2 see. was a terrible sequel, by the way. Yeah, I I had fun with it. I liked it. Uh, you're the only one. <laughs> <laughs> but how pumped are you guys for this incredible show we're about to unleash upon the hitchhikers? So we're doing sequels. Episodes. Yeah, we're doing sequels. Yes. To yes, sequels to movies. To movies, okay. No, yes. I got you now. Yes. Pick your movies real quick, Dave. Okay, I'll work on yep. it real fast. <laughs> Make your I list. got this. I got this. <laughs> I had to scratch a bunch of video games, but I got this. All right, well, that's good. <laughs> I am your host, the Mayor Matt Logson, and joining me for bonus episode five, out here on the highway, are my co-hosts. I'm Dave King of the Red. And I am the Lord Ketchum. But wait, there's more. We have a very special guest with us today on the show, one half of the Psycho Siblings from the Raised and Horror Podcast. The Sheriff, we're nicknaming him because it's high time we finally have some law and order on this show. Justin Ramsey. Hey guys, I appreciate you having me on the show. On? Glad to be here. Uh, thank, uh, thank you for uh, for uh, being willing to uh, be exposed to our madness, so yes. thank you for yeah. coming along. I'm happy to give a perspective from the other border of West Virginia. Cool. Nice. We'll allow it. Yeah. <laughs> good, good. <clears throat> so, uh, won't you uh, go ahead and tell us about your podcast? Like, what do you got going on? When are you releasing? What are you reviewing? Yeah, it's the Psycho Siblings podcast, going by Raised in Horror. It's going to be myself and my sister. She's eight years younger than I am. We kind of both grew up loving and watching horror movies uh, kind of separately, in, in a sense that like I forced her 
to watch movies that I watched when I was her age. Uh, so, you know, yeah, yeah, you have a five-year-old sister, and it's like, well, guess what? When I was five, I was watching Friday the Thirteenth, and you're sure as hell going to watch it too. So, um, that's a that's a good bird brother right there. <laughs> right, right, right. So we're you know we're still in talking terms, so I guess that's that's a plus. Uh, <laughs> we're going to have a lot of fun with it. We're just going to talk about a lot of movies that we watched growing up. There's going to be a lot of nostalgia involved, but we will also cover some newer movies that you might not find on this podcast. Um, though I love you guys, obviously. Okay. <laughs> uh, but it, it's going to be all things horror, just anything and everything, you know, comedies and slashers and psychological and, and just a little bit of everything, whatever the hell we decide, you know, we want to talk about that week uh, coming up. It's going to be our first episode. It's going to be July 9th. We're doing Friday the 13th, Part 6, Jason Lives. Personally, awesome. it's, yeah, it's my favorite franchise and my favorite movie in the franchise. So oh, okay, very yeah. excited to talk about it. I'm excited to find out why that is your favorite. I'm really pumped to hear your reasoning. <laughs> there's there's lots of reasons, but I will okay. save it. I will save it Good. for that episode. Good. Um, Good. Can't I mean, I, I love the series as a whole, but... I want you to win me over, Ramsey. I want you to win me over on this, Sheriff. For sure. Tune in. Tune in July right. 9th. Um, and also, you can find us pretty much every, everywhere under Race and Horror. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, if you still have ICQ Messenger, I'm sure you could probably find us on there. Who knows? Right. Uh, and Letterboxd as well, if anybody uses uh, Letterboxd. I love it. But you can follow along with what we're watching. How we're rating things, you can go ahead and send me nasty messages like uh, Dave did the other week whenever he saw one of my ratings. Yeah, I did. And, uh, How dare you, oh, sir? Whoa. <laughs> oh, I got to hear this. I got to hear this. What what movie uh, and no. what did you say? I No, it was it was a movie I loved. He was upset because of where I ranked Joker. Yeah. Uh, the, the Joker. Um, he was upset that I docked it a half a star rating. Right. gave it a four and a half out of five. So yeah, That's not fair. <laughs> right, right. A half a star yeah. can make a big difference in some movies. Yeah, well, absolutely. Especially half a star on a five star scale. Yeah. Like this. Because like, yeah, no that's right. a full star. That's only a nine out of ten. What I'm most excited about, though, is talking about these movies. Because as Dave's taught me, you got to give spiteful ratings. So nice. I'm just going to oh. spite rate everything. We'll just oh dock God. a star all of your guys' stuff. So. Nice. <laughs> no, but anyway, no, that's awesome. I can't wait. Anyway, you're not oh reviewing God. Civilization anytime soon? <laughs> Civilization uh, 2? Oh, my God. I'm just asking again. for a friend because I might want to review it. <laughs> for what it's worth, it is one of my favorite games of all time, and I'm more than happy to talk to anybody uh, about it. But we'll save that for a different podcast. Yeah, we'll start with you for that. But anyway, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to uh, you know this five-hour discussion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've really, we've really put no parameters on how this is going other than just the order and that's pretty much it uh it's just a, yeah like you know i said this is going to be totally new to us we've never done anything like this and you know yeah. we so, thought well why not why not add a fourth person to the mix yeah. you know well we'll just and, we'll, uh, we'll free ball it it's no big we'll wing it it's all good yeah, yeah i mean wing it. Yeah. if you're gonna risk uh you know ruining one of your episodes it might as well be a, a bonus one right yeah, yeah. 
Well, we are so glad that you've decided to come on here to help us ruin this episode, Justin. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> nah, this will be fun. I can't wait. This is going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to do this. Well, then let's stop waiting. Let's fucking get to it. Yeah, what's up first? Oh, sorry, guys. Well, I'm out of time. I'm going to have to go. <laughs> Right. Well, that does well, it, guys. That's our show, fellas. And, uh, uh, good talking Happy to you. Happy Fourth of July. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. Right. <laughs> no, I think uh, let's go ahead and start off with our honorable mentions. You know, the movies that um, didn't quite make the cut, and the cut happened to be three movies. We were all assigned three movies of our choice. That was a sequel to a movie, the the part two of a movie. So not necessarily the very best that you would think of or anything like that. Just random sequels. Just think sequels. for yourself. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> sequels we wanted to talk about for sure. Right. Exactly. But I'll go ahead and I'll, uh, I'll kick this off with Poltergeist 2, The Other Side from 1986. Uh, I think it goes without saying the main thing to discuss about this just in passing would be the Reverend Kane character. Uh one of the creepiest sons of bitches I've ever seen on film. I mean, when he when he comes upon Carol Ann while they're shopping and he's holding her hands and he's singing to her, holy hell, man, that's uncomfortable. Good acting. Yeah. Now, I also enjoy whenever they use that song later in the score. It's, it's so stupid. It's such a dumb song, but I love it. I'm telling you, man, the part of that movie that really got me was uh, when Craig T. Nelson was drinking the worm out of the fucking bottle of tequila. Man, and yeah. then that came out. Fuck, dude, that got me really bad <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> that and the uh, and Robbie's, Robbie's uh, braces. That scene really oh, fucked yeah. me, too. I've always had bad teeth anyway, and I'm like, fuck, I don't, definitely don't want braces now, you know? So. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, it's interesting you talk about the worm monster, uh, Noble Craig, who was Tim McGraw, and he played yeah. the worm monster. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. Nugget. Mark it down. Nugget. Mark it for the mayor. Watch your drawing, hon. Don't know. Stuff. You draw very well. Do you want to be an artist when you grow up? Maybe. Don't want to grow up much. How come? Probably not much fun. Oh, sure it is. I've loved every age I've been. They all have their blessings. That is probably some of the most haunting and heartbreaking lines I've ever heard in a movie. You know, knowing what happened to Heather O'Rourke, who uh, two years later ended up passing away at the age of 12 from cardiac arrest and intestinal stenosis. Yeah, it's creepy. Uh, maybe it's wrong on me, but I fully separate real life knowledge from the movie. I, I I tune that out. I don't try to think about her being a young actress that died while I'm watching her. Yeah. That. It's just yeah. it it ruined the movie for me, and I I will I'm really good about turning that off. I would say okay. I think about that um, when I watch Poltergeist three. The other two I really don't. I yeah. think it, maybe it's just because she was so close to dying when she did that film so maybe it, i don't know yeah I, I i i'm very good about making that distinction as well uh, just between movie and real life i could block that out um yeah unfortunately in today's day and age it's just getting harder and harder to do those types of things though 
Right. Yeah. Just, you're just oversaturated Absolutely. with everything. Right. I can say that there's not many movie characters that I relate to more than the son. When early on, uh, Craig T. Nelson asks him if he saw that play when they're listening to the radio. And he's yeah. like, no, it's on the radio. <laughs> like, he's so pissed off because they don't have a TV, <laughs> you know, because of the first movie. He's right. so angry. Like, I can relate to that. No. no, no, it's on the radio. Get the hell over it. Come right. on, guys. <laughs> like, it's, it, like, I don't care that my sister almost died. I need a new TV, damn it. <laughs> I'm going through puberty. Yeah, that I was need funny. shit. Come on. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no, that's a good pick, Mayor. I appreciate it, Guys, too. And my last honorable mention is Escape from L.A. from 1996. Now, look, Lord, I know you will take a hearty shit upon this movie, and that's fine. He I think you're only wrong. <laughs> I, I here, look, it, it's not one of his best. It's not. It, it is not one of his best movies. But I don't know. I I find it very entertaining. Explain and, what you find charming about it. <laughs> I mean, and just Kurt Russell. I like the I like the snakeless and character. Okay. No, and I do like the soundtrack, and I honestly prefer this score more yeah. than the original. Oh wow! Oh, I, sure. I, I okay, okay. okay. No, 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 no. No, I yeah, I agree. There's more oomph in in this go around. The the score yes. is the like soundtrack's got to carry the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> it's certainly not. It's certainly not going to be the CGI. I can tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get yeah, started, boys. CGI was pretty weak. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I don't know. I, I I like Snake's look. You know, in the leather, it was real sleek. I thought it was really cool. You know, I I don't know. It, it's just a fun movie. It's not great, but it's I'll tell one you what that I watched. When I was growing up. Tell you what would have made it better during the surfing scene if they would have just fucking just broke down and played the Beach Boys surfing USA. <laughs> if everybody had an ocean, you know. I mean, yes. They, they might, then they I might could have loved it. But I, I will always batter like uh, some Ray Stevens fucking surfing USSR or some shit. Like oh that. man, yeah, that's true. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> But I, I will, I will forever love uh, Bruce Campbell as the Surgeon General of Beverly Hills, though. I hear you. That's what I'm saying. This cast in the, in the movie, it's great. It's a yeah. great cast. Steve Buscemi, Stacy Keach, Cliff Robertson. I mean, it's 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 a fun cast. It's just a Pam, shame it's not a good story. <laughs> Pam Greer too. Yeah, Pam yeah. Greer. Yeah. 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 You know when she auditioned for the role, she stuffed her pants with a sock to uh, did she walk, really? Yeah, to to get the feel of being a transvestite. That's awesome. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, that makes sense actually. You know, yeah. Mark Ramsey up for a nugget. <laughs> that's that's one. <laughs> there it is. Ching. You get sure, three in one that. night. You get an MVP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, but that's uh, that's all I got for my honorable mentions. So uh, let's let our guests go next, Justin. Take it away. What you got for us? Alrighty, for my honorable mentions, uh, first one I want to start with is RoboCop Two. Um, I I know there's yeah mixed I feelings. Like I was gonna say I know there's mixed feelings. No mixed feelings. I, I love this so much, especially especially after the third one came out and how shitty the third one is. 
Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> the the satire of the second one and just how ridiculous and over the top things are. Plus, the stop motion fighting uh, between him and uh, Kane, man, amazing. Like, like it's so well done, and there's there's so much like old school practical effects going on in this movie. Yeah, that, and also you got a freaking kid as a drug lord, which <laughs> yeah. is pretty badass. And they killed know. him, right? right. They yeah, killed him. Kill they him. killed the right. kid. Unreal. It's crazy. Plus, it has one of it my was favorite kind of a scenes. Hard ass. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah, that's one dude. of my one of my favorite scenes from the franchise when he shoots an outline of the guy that's smoking and just says, "Thank you for not smoking." Thank you for not smoking. <laughs> it's so stupid, but it's great. Like. Ignoring the the children robbing the store, yeah. but telling this guy, you know, hey, you know, we can't have any smoking garbage. You can't do this. Stay out of trouble. Yeah, it's it, he's full. Of, all, all Robocops are full of PSAs. You know, they gotta throw <laughs> right. it in there. He goes a little extra extra goofy in this part. That's I enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. he it's fantastic. Plus, like, like you said, the the children in this movie are. Uh, I mean, there's some real motherfuckers. Yeah, <laughs> like, they are. Yeah. These kids don't mess around. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll tell you, the uh, the scene where they're disassembling RoboCop with the jackhammer and everything, and then they just yeah. chuck all of his parts out. Like, dude, that I'm not going to say it's as brutal as Murphy's original death in part right. one, but man, it was brutal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree completely. Uh, I... I Put it just under Murphy's death in uh, the beginning of one, yeah. for sure. Oh yeah, Murphy's death is just <laughs> one of the most brutal deaths I've ever seen in a movie. I mean, oh, it is. Oh, me too. Like from from that moment on, uh, I was like, okay, no more playing cops and robbers with me being a cop. Like, I, <laughs> I never had any interest in being a cop from that moment on. Like, nope. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, like you you come to a realization of like the, these are bad people and. Like they don't have a choice but to just kill you, <laughs> you, know, you know. Like, so if we're playing RoboCop, you would be Clarence Boddicker. Absolutely. What you're saying. Okay. Yeah, right absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> my, I'd my, want to be the old man. I'd want to be Kane. I think <laughs> Kane's fucking cool. Kane is cool. Noonan was awesome in this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fortunately, I got to meet Tom Noonan. Uh, yeah. Yep. Cool cat. Very cool guy. I think I think he owns a lot of animals. Because <laughs> man, he he showed up to the convention. His his sweater was full of cat hair and shit. It was crazy. I was like, <laughs> Damn, that is nuts. That's right. You, I forgot about I that. Never, I would have never thought about that, that. You know, but yeah, he he might be a crazy old cat guy. <laughs> he was just a really yeah, good actor. He's a hell of an actor, man. Yeah, That's he is. Uh, I mean, honestly, I don't think there's anything I've ever seen him in that I didn't like. I mean, total truth. Yeah. He's just, he's he's so good. He's a chameleon. Yeah, he and he plays bad so well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. <clears throat> All right. Um, my second movie uh, is actually Leprechaun 2. Um, growing up, I was a huge Leprechaun fan. I love the series. <laughs> it doesn't quite hold up as well now it's not one that i revisit too often but there's there's just things from the first three that just stuck with me for years and years uh you know just growing up in horror and 
I mean, I was very impressionable at the time, and the whole, you know, mower blade boob uh, death scene <laughs> will always yeah. stick with me. Like, to, to be so confused about how I should feel in that moment. Young, you know, yeah. young me. <laughs> just... It's a cool scene. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, yeah. go- it's goofy as hell. I mean, it's it's a really stupid premise, you know. What he has to make her sneeze three times, so then they get married. Yes. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. With nobody saying bless you or whatever. It's so stupid. <laughs> right. Like, but, That's a good one. That's cheesy. Yeah. Yeah. I like cheesy though. That's. Yeah. Agreed. It's it's a good one to just kind of have on for a good time. Especially on St. Patty's I'll be honest, Day. it's been years since I've seen it. It's it's honestly the one that I am probably, of the original three, the one I'm the least familiar with. Because the third one's in Vegas, correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I saw that one a ton of times on pay-per-view, because we had, you know, the black box, so I got to see all the, nice. you know, the pay-per-view movies. So I, I caught, I never, I don't ever think I'd see the entire movie from start to finish, you know, until I got older. <laughs> But, like, I had seen the entire movie in different blocks of time over the period of a month and a half, so. Right. But, yeah, that's a cool one. Warwick right. Davis is, he's pretty awesome. Agreed. Agreed. It's fantastic. It, it's just a lot of fun. You know, it's it's not going to win any awards, that's for sure. But mm-hmm. I, I don't think it'll ever let me down. All right. And um, my third movie for the honorable mention out of a list of, like, 75 I had to narrow down uh, is right. <laughs> yeah is Ghostbusters two? Um, wow, that being an honorable mention cut. Yeah, yeah well, I hear you. Again, it's again, tough. again, it's it's not it's not because I like it less than the other movies that we're going to talk about. It's just because sure. I mean, everybody knows Ghostbusters two. You know, yeah, we, yeah. we could talk at the death. But I love the movie. I grew up with Ghostbusters. You know, the real Ghostbusters had all the toys. Oh yeah, love the movies. Yes. You know, like yep. had had the <laughs> you know, I had, had the trap and everything. and um, I've got the lunchbox. I never got the trap. I always yeah. wanted the trap. We had a, I mean, I, I could probably say a good four years of my life was just completely Ghostbusters. So this movie, obviously, it's a big you know, part of my childhood growing up and a movie I've probably seen a hundred times, like realistically, not, you know, not even exaggerating. Right. Just watch it over and over and over again but uh i don't know unfortunately i I feel like sometimes i have to defend it i mean it's it's clearly not as good as the first one but uh no it's as fun as the first one i i will give it that yes i i think i think it's definitely as fun i don't think it's as intelligently done but yeah i agree with that yeah, I but think it, it, I, I, I think it plays really well. Minus um, the only part I didn't care for was that Sigourney Weaver wasn't with Vinkman. Yeah, um, yeah, in the second one, you know, right off the bat, you know, so they had to keep that shit going on. That was the only part I didn't like, actually. I I can't say that there's anything about it that I don't like, but you can tell that the the first one was a movie written for adults and the second one was a movie written to bring kids in. Right. Um, right. Which, I love, I, which I'm fine with. Like, you know, I'm still a giant kid myself. So. I love right. the scene where they come yeah. riding through the city with the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude. 
Yeah, that, that's, and it's cool because they have like that old fucking uh, Nintendo D pad, the big D pad, <laughs> yeah, 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 that mm-hmm. shit was awesome, dude. I was like, what could I do? I mean, know, right, that? right. What can <laughs> I, I connect this to to control? If only it was that easy. <laughs> What's your favorite line from the movie, Ramsey? Oh, my favorite line from yeah, yeah, Ghostbusters too, yeah. He always asks some dumb shit like this. Well, I like to ask <laughs> questions. <laughs> put oh, you man. on the spot. I was going to say, put me on the spot. I... Oh, sorry. Sorry. You can, get, you can take your time. Yeah. Take I, might, your I might be freezing. Because because my uh, my all-time favorite line, though, comes from the first one, which is my go-to. <laughs> Whenever Bill Murray you know, jingles the piano keys, he goes, oh, they, they hate this. It drives them wild. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. This is a movie that didn't get a proper third sequel, and hopefully we are getting it. But again, I feel like it's one of those little, too little, too late conversations, too. Yeah. With Harold Ramis, it's not exactly. It's not going to be the same. It's really not going to be the same. I I do want to see this. I uh, I've seen enough with the preview where I was like, okay, you'll get my ass in the seat. They, yeah, they but kept we it didn't in the family, you know, so it should be it should be okay, you know. Yeah, it, it has a chance. Yeah, I think it has a better chance than Bill and Ted Face the Music. We just saw yeah. a teaser trailer. Yeah. Give it a minute. Yeah. Give it a minute. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay. But we haven't even talked about this about Ghostbusters too. It's Vigo. <laughs> is that like the best painting in a movie yeah. ever? Because I think yeah. it is. I actually, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to correct you there. Is oh, that really? is that the best painting ever in a film? <laughs> no, period. Oh, just oh, period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Easily, yeah, easily. Yeah. Like, that is so awesome. Like I had nightmares about that, to be honest. With you. <laughs> I don't, I don't think there's a single painting that I would rather have on my wall than that. Yeah, uh, I hear you. I, I would just, dis- I would disagree. Only because I'm a big fan of Kane Art, and I would want to. Oh, here we go. Of Kane Art. Uh, here we go. Ahead, uh, plug him cheap, in there real quick. Cheap plug. <laughs> He's pushing you for better ratings on this movie. Yeah, I, wish. <laughs> uh, I will say I'm any... a, I am a proud owner of a King original, so I, I do. His art is very good. Appreciate it. <laughs> One other thing about Ghostbusters 2 that I remember as a kid. Do any of you remember Hardy's having the kids' meal for Ghostbusters 2? Because I do. And they had these little deals where they had they made sound effects. They had different ones. And I actually went and I looked up what they were because I couldn't remember. But there was one called Gooey Ghost, and it was purple. They had one that was Slimer, they had one that was the Ectomobile, and then one was the Gigameter Ghost Detector. And I remember the Ectomobile one was white, and I would always do the <laughs> just over and over again, and I'd get yelled at. But uh, do, do you guys remember that at all? Remember those? I actually don't, know. Okay, all right. On, unfortunately, all right. on uh, my side of the border of West Virginia... We don't have Hardee's. Do you have Carl's uh, Jr.? No, we don't have we don't have either. Oh wow! Yeah, I was deprived of those. Now I feel like my childhood sucked. <laughs> Way to go, man! <laughs> right, thanks. Thanks for letting it's me down. It's not that good. 
No, I mean you already talked it up. Now. Yeah. I mean... I have to go go on eBay see what I can find. Well, I I, I want to talk quickly about Janos, because man, poor guy, he gets fucking you know just taken over, and he didn't want to bring to bring Vigo into the world, but man, um, he's always been a really good henchman, especially in um, um, Dracula Dead and Loving It. Oh my god, uh, that's my favorite. It's Renfield. Uh, that is man. so funny. My god, he's there's just nobody like him. He's he's fucking yeah, great. He was- <laughs> he was really funny in that. So Peter McNichol, yeah. Dude, he was so funny in that. I, li- I like it in Ghostbusters too when he's like, Vigo and I, or was soon the world will be Vigo, mine and Vigo's, mainly Vigo's. That's <laughs> <Sure. laughs> That's funny. Yeah, and while we're on the topic of it, uh, if n- any of you have not seen Dracula Doesn't Love Me Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I've seen Well, it. well t- talking. You know, to the hitchhikers. Any, anybody okay. listening, uh, do yourself a favor and l- watch his scene at the psychiatric hospital where he eats the fly. Yeah, <laughs> like that that back and forth exchange at the table about him saying it was a raisin. It, it, it's it's one of my favorite scenes of all time. Oh, it's, it was not. And the fucking the the, the, leg, the leg squirming is and shit. <laughs> God, it's so funny. Honestly, I think the funniest thing is where he's at the end and he's like trying to like, you know, fake him out and he's like, <laughs> kind of like, he's like, that ought to do it. And then he takes off. I don't know. It's funny. It was, that was the goofiest ass Renfield I've ever seen. And it, I don't know. It, it's honestly one of my favorites. <laughs> if, if I don't completely tank your podcast, if you guys ever do an episode on that. I, I would happily be involved. Oh, yeah. <laughs> down the road. Hopefully have you on. Yeah. Yeah, Mel Brooks month. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But anyway, those are my honorable mentions. Um, I, I could spout off a hundred more sequels that I love. But... Sure. sure. Yeah, this was tough. This was really tough narrowing down this list. Yeah. Don't be afraid to fast track a couple, man. Get Give us a couple other ones you got on oh, top my. of your... Top of your mm-hmm. next queue. <laughs> uh, Phantasm 2. Sure. Yes! Uh, I've seen you, you posted about that. I, I did. I yesterday. Just, just made a post about it. Uh, you guys have already talked about it, but Halloween 2. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Love Halloween We all know King of the Road like so. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. That might have been the origin of the spiteful. It was. No. <laughs> was or was it? Or was it? No, five. So. It was five. It was five. five. Okay. It was the origin of the spiteful. <laughs> okay. Uh, Be- Beastmaster 2, even though a lot of people okay. shit on that movie and it's almost impossible to find anywhere. Right. Uh, I love Beastmaster 2. And Never Ending Story 2. But That's anyway, a good one. That's a yeah. good one. There you go. I, I got to stop, though, because I'll just keep going. <laughs> Lots of great twos out there. All right, Laura, All right. what do you got, man? All right. Well, I got, I got two. Honorable mentions that didn't quite make the cut. Um, and no way did these reflect upon my ratings for the movies or anything like that. Because the movie that, that we got into round threes and round two, um, I would rank these movies I'm buried to list higher than those movies. But nonetheless, here they come. Uh, we're going to talk about Batman Returns, guys, from 1992. Nice. Mm, yeah, that's right? nice. Good one. That- <clears throat> that was on my short list. That, sure, that yeah. Passed. You kind of, it kind of has to go on every short list, you know, for yeah. 
yeah. arguably best sequels of all time. You know, uh, Keaton of course returns. That's high praise. Danny DeVito is in this one um, as the Penguin, and I don't, you know, Bur- Burgess Meredith did a great job, but man, Danny DeVito knocks the Penguin out of the park. He was creepy. Oh yeah, oh, yeah dude. Weird, yeah. genuinely. And and I I think the reason why I like this movie a little bit more, um, my mom hated this movie. She fucking could not stand <laughs> it. Loved the first Batman. Yeah. Batman, Batman Returns comes out. We go to the movie theater, see it. She shits on it every, and I'm and I fell in love with it. And made and her not liking it made me want to watch it even more. I don't know. Sure. Some Dan DeVito biting the nose off some guy. Fuck yeah, awesome. All day long, I'll take that shit. Um, and then you got Christopher Walken playing yes, Mac. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, he's ruthless as shit, throwing Michelle Pfeiffer off the damn building. Yeah. You know, spawning Catwoman herself. But yeah, Batman Returns. Growing up, went up watching TV. Um, you know, I'd always see the commercials for it, and there were some badass things for it. I, I remember um, they had McDonald's had a really cool toy line for Batman Returns. It just gets it gets. I do work. remember that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember the cups. Like, that was my yeah. favorite. Oh, yeah. Now, collecting cups, cool like, cups. Did the cups? I, I know that the glasses for uh, Batman Forever, those came out. The the nice I remember glasses. those. Yeah. yeah, for McDonald's, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. 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 McDonald's had the plastic cups. For the, the plastic cups Batman for returns. returns. Yeah. Okay. All okay. oh, they were plastic. Okay, yep. I couldn't remember, but I do remember. Okay. No, no, but um, Batman Returns is, man, you couldn't have asked for a better sequel to Batman. Tim Burton, you know, and. It, you know, rest in peace, Joel Schumacher, but he was definitely not the best director of the Batman series. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> his hands were kind of tied, though. See, he, he wanted to do a darker Batman, but they wanted to focus more on the marketing towards children for the toy right. lines. Right. Because I, I think he wanted yeah. to do the Dark Knight uh, storyline originally. Okay. Oh really? Good shit. Yeah, okay. I think Nolan did it justice. So, so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad Schumacher didn't get his hands on it. To be honest, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but I'm curious. No, that's a good. It might have been ahead of his time. I think that. I think it so. Came out when it was right. That's that's true. So, who do you guys think? Who's your favorite uh, penguin and Catwoman? Oh man, it's so hard for me to go against Burgess Meredith. Sheriff, you got. I, I just I'm always ready to ask questions like. That. I, I yeah, kind of yeah. hold the 1966 Batman in its own place because Me it too. isn't the same as the rest. But Burgess Meredith, yeah, you, I didn't consider that because yeah, that's in its own little box. <laughs> he was he was so I, awesome. I mean, yeah, I, it was so good. Yeah. I lean Burgess Meredith as well, but I'm a huge fan. Right. Yeah, I respect that. Yeah, no disrespect to Danny DeVito because he was—it was a completely different take. But I mean, it was—it was dark. It was very dark, and just having that black liquid coming from his mouth, and it's just like, what (laughs) the hell is that? Yeah, yeah. Every time I watch that movie, every time I watch that movie, and Danny DeVito bites into a fucking (laughs) fish, I—I get a giddy little smile on my face. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> you would. Fuck yeah. 
for for me, it's a it's a one A and a one B, but Devito's the yeah. B. It, I hear you. I hear you. He does an amazing job. Man, yeah. it's a very dark character, but I enjoy the light hearted, fun, you know, Adam West Batman. Right. Sure, me yeah. too. I love that. You can't. I mean, you can't compare it to the rest. It is its own you entity. Right. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna pull another one. Yeah, who's your favorite Catwoman? <laughs> Man, Michelle Pfeiffer was awfully sexy. Yeah. Yeah, for for me, it's hands down. It's not even yeah, not even a question for me. Yeah, right. Close calls. I mean, she was just oh man, she was a fox. Uh, you know, Anne Hathaway was pretty smoking as Catwoman in the Dark Knight trilogy. Um, but you're right, Michelle Pfeiffer. There's just something about her. I mean, she was choking in that fucking oh, outfit, dude. It couldn't have <laughs> so. been. It couldn't have been any more uncomfortable to wear, I guarantee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, it couldn't have been any fucking better to look at, though. No, you're right there. <laughs> so, Talk yeah. about painted on. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, all right. So, Batman Returns is my number one. Okay, and then um, my other honorable mention for tonight, Temple of Doom from 1984. Oh, guys. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, you guys might shit on me for this. It, for for me, the Indiana Jones trilogy goes Last Crusade, Temple of Doom, Raiders of Lost Ark. I'm 100% and, with the, you. The other fucking movie. The other fucking movie. Yes. So, <laughs> There's another fucking movie? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah. I went to the theater to see that other fucking movie. Uh, yeah. What a yeah. Waste. I'm with you guys on this, I think. Okay, cool, cool. Last Crusade is so much fun with Sean Connery. Sure I, that's yeah. honestly, that's the one I've watched the most. But talking about your pick, Temple of Doom, oh my god. Just, that that is such a great movie. It's so much fun. It is just, uh, it made yeah. Harris Ford. The monkey brains, man. The monkey brains yeah. scene. God, I was like, fucking jeez. I love this film. I feel like I haven't I haven't showed this to my kids and this is one that like immediately thinking about it tomorrow I need to show this to my kids like <laughs> right now and in a hurry that's one they would love and I would love to watch them react to so yeah I think that's <laughs> good call yeah. catch him yeah T- Temple yeah. of Doom is definitely my favorite as well just r- walking around with friends pretending to pull each other's hearts out of each other's chest. Oh yeah, man. So, yeah. so Temple of Doom is your favorite Indiana Jones? R- yeah. Sheriff? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You like it better than Last Crusade, huh? Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, but yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. Cool. I I kind of want to join him on that. Like, yeah, I like Last <laughs> Crusade too, but Temple of Doom is really hard it's, to compete with. All three of the the first three. They're so much fun, but I think the pacing of Temple of Doom I prefer. It just—I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah. And just like it's so batshit crazy, <laughs> like in in the best ways. It's firing yeah. on all cylinders. Yeah. Yeah. There's really not a whole lot of downtime to the film, you know. Um, yeah. Oh, it's action all the way. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. It, there's stuff happening, and it's it's cool. It, it is such a cool movie. Yeah. You know, with Mola Ram, you know, the Buddha Ram, Sudaram, Ram, Buddha Ram, Sudaram. Ram. You know, it's just creepy See, as hell. We, and, we, we get Kehu Kwan too, guys. We get short. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, short round. Yeah. He's great. Dr. Jones! Dr. Jones! One of the best child actors, really, right there. Yeah. Of the 80s, for sure. Sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was good. We, we used to go around going, shitty day, and saying shitty day. <laughs> but then we would be like, oh, no, no, we're, we're you know, quoting we're saying Indiana. Saying shitty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'd say shitty day. You know, like, second grade, it was the funniest right. thing to us. That's hilarious. Yeah, Temple of Doom's so cool. It's such a great movie. But that's uh, that's my honorable mentions for Hell tonight, yeah, guys. So, Kane, nice. finish us off. King's up here. All right, yeah. I got Superman 2 from 1980. Have you okay. guys yeah. seen yeah. both cuts of this, the original oh. and the Richard Donner cut? I have not seen the Richard Donner cut. Yeah, okay. I don't think well, so either. It's the original. It's supposed to be the superior cut, and I don't really agree with that. I like parts of it. These three misfits we got from the Phantom Zone, man, they are fucking great villains, and they're General not Zod. really. Yeah, dude, it's it's Neil great. before Zod. I love yeah. this movie. I love where he goes to the fucking diner, you know, mm-hmm. after he's changed to Clark permanently, giving up the Superman shit and now oh boy trucker whips his ass gets his ass kicked yeah man bloodies his nose and shit and we're like oh man and now all this shit's coming at you and you know and you got you got no superman (laughs) you know so (laughs) i love that story that was a good narrative that i mean you really felt like you know the odds were completely stacked against you and and you know then he comes back and whips our ass and it's a great it's a great finish where he goes into the chamber and they turn into, you know, weaklings and he <laughs> turns back into Superman and Oh yeah, rope a dope. Yeah, yeah. I remember so, the first nah. time I watched it, I was just incredibly sad when he lost when he renounced his powers and everything and you know, I remember yeah. that diner scene and him getting his ass kicked and I remember just being really sad about it. It's like fuck but that finish fucking when, dude. He, when he comes <laughs> when he comes back at the very end scene, yeah. he's like, I've never seen garbage eat garbage before. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, old boy's going to take a bad one. <laughs> and he gets gets him with the gut punch. Yeah. And Superman no-sells it. Yeah, Clark does. Yeah, shit. <laughs> I've been lifting weights. <laughs> so you, you said you enjoy the original cut better than the Donner cut? I, I like parts of both. It's kind of funky because we got the the original cut has Lois figuring out that he's Clark, you know, in the hotel room in Paris, and, and she goes down the river and he does everything in his power to save her without using Superman. Yeah. I like that scene, and it's not in the Donner cut. See, I I'm actually kind uh, of call myself out here. Um, <clears throat> I'm not a huge Superman fan general i actually kind of really don't like superman Man. so okay. i when i watched the superman movies it was much later in life uh i did really enjoy two but the donner cut's actually the only version of it that i've ever seen okay oh okay that, that's <clears throat> i mean i really i did really enjoy it. it it's my favorite iteration of superman honestly that's cool. um yeah a lot of people same. have it ranked better than the first one for sure yeah so, yeah, I think it's I think it's because you had the, the villains were so great, right? Yeah, sure. yeah. and they're so memorable. You know, I think that's well, why. 
Well, and, and that's that's one of the reasons I typically don't like Superman. It, it, like, I don't care for the villains. But in Superman 2, like, I, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, but I am curious. I'm, I'm going to have to seek out the original cut and check it out. I mean, if, it, it, if it's King of the Road approved... It is, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just one of those things that everybody, you know, seems to decide on the Donner Cut being better, and I just think... I don't really get it, like, the the reason why they think it's better, but it's whatever. Is it is it one of those situations, kind of like the Argento cut of Dawn of the Dead, where it's, it's e- each of them have their own uh, enjoyable aspects, while with Dawn of the Dead, obviously, sure. I prefer George Romero's version, but I would like to yes. mash some of it together. Sure. That's a good yeah, that's a good analogy. I'll yeah, pull out. <laughs> like like keep keep Romero's Dawn of the Dead and just add a shitload of goblin is kind of what I need. Because <laughs> Argento yeah. just Argento just abuses the hell out of Goblin like in every one of his movies. So. Yeah. It's good music, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a synth pop playlist that has a lot of goblin shit on it included it's just because so, it's, it's so good. I like to draw to that music. Uh, I'll put that on. It's not really distracting or anything. It's kind of, I don't know, sets the mood. But my next movie is Hellraiser 2 from 1988. Oh, yes. I'm kind of new to this one. I'm embarrassed to say that. Uh, Wow. I don't, I feel like I, I had seen this movie, but I really didn't give it any attention on previous viewing, and I watched it on old Joe Bob Briggs' last drive-in here recently, and yep. man, <laughs> it, he helps me get through a movie that I, I've struggled on in the past because I like to hear his takes on stuff, and yeah, he brings some you know insights behind the scenes and, and all that, and it adds to the movie for me that Hellraiser 2, man, it's, it's kind of in the same mindset I had with Halloween 2. The stage is already set, and now the pieces are on the board, and and, and we're playing yeah. with them rather than you know getting this whole setup for an end sequence like we did it with part one. But yeah, Hellraiser two for me was actually better than the first, and I agree. Therefore, you could, yeah. you could make that argument. You really could, because honestly, if I'm going to watch a Hellraiser movie, that's the one I go to. I feel you. I feel you. There. Um, if I want silliness, I'll go to like Hellraiser three, um, yeah. Hellraiser four. They are the one A, one B of the Hellraisers for me. I don't know if I enjoy two better than the first one because I do enjoy the first one. It's um, good. I know that the, the Cenobites and everything aren't you know, really a, a factor so much in that movie, but the continuity from oh, the first one, yeah. the second one, is beautiful. But one they, of the didn't best take, they didn't take a whole lot of time, you know, in between the movies, so everything was still fresh. It, and I think what it does as a sequel is fantastic, where I love the original Hellraiser. That movie has a slow start, and mm-hmm. it builds and builds and builds, which is fantastic. And the end of Hellraiser is amazing. However, Hellraiser 2, just like, <laughs> get ready to fucking go. We're yeah, going. It, yeah. It yeah. ramps it up. Yes, as it does. and and I think that that's the perfect way to do a sequel. Kind of like with Halloween too. You know, you don't need all the build. You just like dive right in, man. Just yeah. <laughs> body right get right that in. body count going. 
I love Dr. Chenard's quote after he turned into a Cenobite where he just has the realization and he says, and to think, I hesitated. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's so, right. It's so chilling, man. It's just like, <laughs> oh. You would have fit right in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, like a glove. Yeah. Just, yeah. And to just think, like, of how demented and horrible he, he was before that. Right. You know, yeah. like to use the the patients at his you know hospital to to feed Julia to you know <laughs> rejuvenate her but then also the beginning the mattress the the that razor blade was that whoa. that haunted me as a kid that is <laughs> over the top man yeah. cuz as well, a kid it's... i i just thought like if i ever have a mental issue how easily i could be taken advantage of right it just goes to show you, you know, the mentality of a person, you know, transforming into a Cenobite will depict on what kind of Cenobite they're going to be, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and how extreme they are going to be. Yeah, I like Because, you know, if you look back, you know, Pinhead, you know, his character, um, he was a nice guy. He was just, he was in the fucking army yeah. and shit, you know. So you knew when he was going to be a Cenobite, there's bad news bears, you know, all right. the way around. And it was. Gonna be, he is the evil Cenobite, where you got yeah you you saw a, a division in faction, you know, with this with these Cenobites and everything. Yeah, it's good Cenobites and bad Cenobites. I like how they play Pinhead as a sympathetic character at that point, sure. where you know you see yeah. his past and and you do sympathize with him. Yeah, all us horror fans want is to love the bad guy, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. And then that and that helped. So I think that's one reason maybe why it worked for me so well. Oh yeah. It's like it's like Pinhead like Chenard was just like you said, Lord, he was the evil Cenobite, where Pinhead's kind of like the jigsaw of yeah. Cenobites. Like he gives sure, you a choice. Yeah. yeah. He gives you an out, but it's kinda yeah. like it's not gonna it's like yeah. the monkey's paw. It's not gonna turn out the way yeah. you expect, you know. But I like that. Yeah. I like that twisted, demented uh, take on things, but no, Hellbound, Hellraiser two, dude. That's a, I love that movie. It's a great. I, movie. I think uh, Pinhead's our most intelligent villain in the main, you know, echelon of horror villains. I mean, barring like yeah. a Hannibal Lecter or something, maybe I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Freddy's Have you guys seen the uh, unrated Freddy's version of, it? of what? Of of Hellbound, have you guys seen the unrated version? I have. Where you, where they pop in, where the Cenobites pop in at the end is like doctors. Yeah, yeah, yes, I have seen that. that Okay, they had a VHS version of it back in the day. I caught it a long time ago. That sounds worth YouTubing. Yeah, (laughs) right. My other honorable mention is Adam's Family Values. Oh, nice. and nice. I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like the main plot of this movie is the weak spot where we have Fester being a prick and you know siding with his girl there. This this isn't a narrative that worked for me because I don't want to dislike a Christopher Lloyd character, and you know we had a a redemption story with him already in the first one. So, like, this is the part of the movie I hate. But, man, the shit where they go to summer camp 
is maybe <laughs> my favorite fucking summer camp story in a movie that there is, there ever was. I love the, Wednesday the, and Pugsley at camp. The Thanksgiving play? <laughs> yeah, that, all, everything. Every scene at camp is like, yeah. this is what I'm watching this movie for. Not for the Fester story, so. That fucking, um, that room that they send them to, mm. uh, to fucking watch that the, stupid movie. and The yeah. Harmony Hut. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. it. Uh, man, that is torture. That's There's some... a Michael Jackson Heal the World poster. Fucking <laughs> playing Brady Bunch and shit. Yeah, dude. I love that part, yeah. And <laughs> Wednesday's making the face, like. She's it, like, twisting up and dying. It's, it's disturbing when she comes out. It's Disney. like to say to everyone yes and just what might that be i'm not perky <laughs> that's for damn sure but i want to be you do i want to smile and sing and dance and be pocahontas in gary's vision oh darling do you really mean <laughs> she smiles yeah, happy she happy smiles. <laughs> i'm changed yeah. Yeah. yeah oh no that's so great some clockwork yeah. orange shit on children. Yep. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's like a it's their fucked up version of a, a version therapy. Right. <laughs> <It's fucking crazy. laughs> but for that, I love this movie. Yeah, the Adam Family Values, man. Yeah, I was a huge fan of both movies, and I always strived for being able to find my Morticia, like. Just the the relationship between Gomez and Morticia is fantastic. Sure. Got a Mia. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's French. Raul Raul Julia is so good. He's so good. He really is. And Angelica Houston, she's fantastic as Morticia, too. Right. Uh, Honestly, that's just, I mean, looking back on it, it's. I never thought Christopher, I never thought Christopher Lloyd was a great choice for Fester. Because I just don't picture him as a bald man. I, I don't know. It Back to the future influenced yeah. me, but yeah, it uh, worked for me. Okay. I, yeah, I, I think if I hadn't seen the movie and you said he's going to play Fester, I would be like, yeah, that's not a good choice. But after seeing the first one, though, like yeah. he he won me over as Fester. But I agree, it is the weak point of the second movie. He owns it. He owns the role of Fester. But I just still feel like ah. Uh, it's Doc, you know, yeah. <laughs> fucking wild-haired Doc. It doesn't make right. sense. Great Scott. Yeah, I, <laughs> he's, yeah, I can't, he's typecast forever. So, well, so, yeah. so ta- talking about Christopher Lloyd, though, has anybody seen the funnier die like fake trailer for the the movie Gobstopper? No oh, shit. So fu- funnier die like this is like 10, 11, 12 years ago, like when funnier die was a new thing. But they 
<clears throat> they put together a fake movie trailer for a movie called Gobstopper, which was a horror version of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And Christopher okay. Lloyd is in the trailer as Willy Wonka. It's disturbing. Oh, wow. It's disturbing and fantastic. It's like a three-minute watch. Uh, I'll shoot you guys a link. Yeah, but it, but it, that yeah, sounds it, great. If anybody hasn't seen this, you gotta watch. But I will warn you: after you watch it, you'll be pissed off that it's not an actual movie. Because <laughs> you like you'll want to watch it. You mean kind of like the like the Crocodile Dundee campaign we did a few years ago here? Yeah, what's <laughs> up oh, with that? Danny man? McBride. I was so pumped. I was really pumped. <laughs> right? I was. My chips were down. I was pushing them all in. I was like, "Yes, give me this," and you fucking pulled some bullshit on the Super Bowl. <laughs> this is a joke. And I'm like, no, dude. Fuck you. Because <laughs> that's a sequel that should have happened. That right. <laughs> well, that's all I got. That's it? I mean, all I right. could go on and on all day. Fucking yeah, Airplane yeah. 2, Bill and Ted's Bugs Journey. I mean, but... Yeah. Those are great movies, too, but... Dundee 2? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hear you, brother. You, you know, they're, they are making a new movie that's supposed to release this year. The Dundee? Oh, dude, I saw the trailer. Nope. Yeah, I know. Nope. Oh, what? hell wait, no. Wait a minute, what is this? The very, is this? the very excellent Mr. Dundee. It's not. Well, no, 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 no. Don't watch it's got the trailer. Paul Hogan in it? Or yeah, got, but it, it, I, I, I think it's Paul Hogan playing himself yeah. and dealing with the fact that he was Crocodile Dundee. Oh, I don't uh, want to hear that uh, shit. Listen, I promise. <laughs> I just want to see <laughs> listeners, yeah. listeners, avoid, Put your avoid, avoid. I Put your whining. You. you made a bunch of fucking money. <laughs> you made your stardom with it. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh my yeah. god. All right, right on. Whatever. <laughs> the trailers for the Super Bowl prank that they did were way better than this trailer. Avoid. If anything, he owes us one for fucking Crocodile Dundee 3. Oh, come on. That's <laughs> well, a good spot, man. That one was trash. No, man. dude. <laughs> Where him and old buddy, his old buddy from trash. down under go out on the town and yeah. hit up the Wendy's and g'day, Wendy. There'll be six of us joining tonight. You know, that shit's great. Where they go in the, uh, uh, the club and they don't realize it. It's drag night and... Yeah. And they come out like real fast. The only Sheila in there was the girl at the door. And, you know, you realize that the Sheila at the door was a man in drag, but they didn't. <laughs> There's just so much funny shit in that movie. Nope. Not going to win me ever. He has All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we're ready to go into our first round of official selections. I, that was just the honorable mention. That was honorable <laughs> mention. Well, jeez. Well, tip of the nip. <laughs> Hitchhikers. Just so you know, this round, everybody just gets one selection. <laughs> That's yes. It. Yes. That's it. All right. So for my round one selection, I have Jaws Two from 1978, directed by Jano Zwa, starring Roy Scheider as Martin Brody, Lorraine Gary as Ellen Brody. Murray Hamilton as Mayor Vaughn, and Jeffrey Kramer as Hendrix. As unlikely as it may seem, could it be that another great white shark is terrorizing the sleepy coastal community of Amity Island? Well, there is, 
and it's up to Brody one more time to defeat another devil of the deep blue sea. Guys, All right. this is a movie that has really, I don't know, it, it's, there's so many moments in this movie that were frightening to me as a kid. There's three in particular. The first one was the uh, the skiing scene where the boat ends up blowing up, and then the follow it up whenever Brody he sees like there's something floating out in the water, and he wades out in there and it flips over and the charred body pops up at him. Mm-hmm. Scared the hell out of me. Obviously, it was a another let's pull another Ben Gardner type situation, but <laughs> it worked. It was very effective. It was cool. The Ed and Tina boating scene where uh, they're on Tina's Joy and he gets knocked out of the boat and she's like, swim faster, Eddie. That was terrible. That's, oh my God. As a kid, I I had nightmares about that scene. You know, just like you can't swim fast enough. And then, of course, the uh, the foiled uh, helicopter rescue scene at the end. Not so much scary, but it was just cool as hell. And honestly, as a kid growing up, that was probably about one of my favorite scenes of the movie it's the best part of the movie in my opinion but yeah yeah uh, but also I, while i'm watching it i'm like are you fucking serious you're gonna tow all these boats out of the- <laughs> i can't wait to see how this works out and then it doesn't <laughs> it clearly <Right>. doesn't. <laughs> yeah there's there's some technical issues there you know if they ever would have got it off the ground sure <laughs> but no but i th- this is uh, this is, I mean, obviously, I'm a fan of the entire franchise. Three and four, you know, they're just, I don't know. I find entertainment in them just on, I don't I don't even know what level you'd call it. But you're I, a Jaws I, fan. Yeah, I can sit yeah. through them, you know. But two is the only worthy sequel, truthfully. A uh, couple of things that I found out about this, I was just looking in, I, that was interesting, was uh, Roy Scheider left the production of Deer Hunter. He didn't want to do Jaws 2, but when he walked away from Deer Hunter, uh, Universal Studios, they were like, look, do Jaws 2, and we'll call it a day, and you'll be free of your contract. And uh, he uh, he agreed to it, but he was very resentful of his involvement with the movie, and him and uh, director Jean Ozoir, they, uh, they butted heads quite a bit. Yeah, he probably wishes he had stuck with Deer Hunter, that's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, he might have had a chance at an Academy Award nomination, at least, maybe. The only the only role I can see him even being in in that movie is, like, fucking George DeSunza's role, or, man, maybe that's it, actually. Right this was actually the highest, briefly, it was the highest grossing sequel in movie history until Rocky II came out the next year. And at the time, this was the most expensive movie Universal Pictures had ever made, and it was at around thirty million dollars on a budget. Hmm. Well, they had wow. less had excessives and horse shit with this one than they did the first one. <laughs> I know that. Right? Yeah. It didn't take I don't know the however long it didn't taking them to film, but uh, and then obviously you got to talk about the tagline. Probably the most famous tagline to any movie. It's been parodied, homaged, ripped off, riffed off of, just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water. Right? Oh, it's so, it's so it epic. So it is so epic. I mean, yeah. it, it's, it's incredible. And um, Andrew J. Kuhn, who is uh, he developed the film's trailer. He was the one that is credited with coming up with that tagline. So good That's on him one. for. Yeah. Uh, 
just I mean, and the funny thing is, like everybody thinks, like, oh, that's a tagline of Jaws. Nope, it's Jaws two. Right. Yeah. It's one of those things, but yeah, it. it I don't know. Jaws two for me, it, it was it was a proper sequel. You know, you brought just enough <clears throat> back of, uh, you know, the original characters to make it work. Um, you kind of get unhinged Ahab Brody. He kind of almost takes the role of Quint in a way. In a way. With this one, yeah. You know, seeing the shark, you know, pop up out of the water and bite down on the the electric cable and catch on fire and burn up. I don't know. That was they did good on that. That was good effects too. Yeah. I mean, you can say the shark looks fake, but <laughs> I it love does. the effects on that. <laughs> yeah, I only say that from a uh, Back to the Future reference, but yeah. Right. <laughs> shark still looks fake. Though, though I got to say, my favorite part of the movie as far as gore goes is definitely the whale on the beach. Ooh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. It, looks, it looks so good. Seeing his fantastic. teeth exposed yeah. and the gums and everything. <clears throat> yeah, it was fantastic. Gooey. Yeah. <laughs> gooey. Gooey, gooey. It's icky. <laughs> I understand why you're a fan of this franchise, Matt. I, I like the setting. I mean, it's one of those. You know, <laughs> the, when o- I, the ocean? Well, just know that that sea wharf <laughs> type, you know, <laughs> yeah. atmosphere. Uh, it always makes me want to take a trip to uh, Martha's Vineyard or, I, I mean, even Maine. Like, I remember going to Maine as a kid and seeing, like, the old sea wharfs, you know, and places with those little nets and shit hanging all around the walls and like it's it's a neat uh atmosphere and it's yeah. unique to the east coast north yeah. northeast you know and i like the setting of it and that that draws me in and keeps my interest and yeah you got a frightening fucking badass monster in the water here too that agreed keeps and, everybody checked and there's there's something that i love in horror that this movie kind of does at the end is that's you know when they, when they're all pulled together on the boats uh, the wreckage and they're so close to the island it's like mm. they're so close to safety it's right there it's within grasp but they know that there's nothing they can do to better their odds like they're just at the you know whims of of <laughs> mother nature and what's going to happen it yeah. reminds me a lot of uh the raft from uh, mm. creep show 2 you know, oh yeah, like yeah, yeah. like which creep show too is another sequel that wasn't going to get brought up, but that short story Worthy. is one of one of my favorites of all time. But it's it's just that safety is right there. You know the whole like you know running to your car searching for your keys, just like right. you're almost there. And I love when horror movies do that, and just that idea of being stuck on this makeshift raft of wreckage, but not being able to do a damn thing about it. Right. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I love that. I like that in yeah. uh, Tremors when they're jumping from rock yes. to rock, trying to get back to the truck and shit. That's yes, that was absolutely. a cool part. Yeah. As a viewer, as a viewer, you're like you're calling the spots, like <laughs> go, 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 go. <laughs> you know, he's out. Right. What are you fucking doing, buddy? Go. You it's time that. to go. You can do it. You can swim from here. You got this. Fucking leave him. Leave him. Just go. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, but but to wrap this one up here, if if you're a fan of the Jaws movies, if you're a fan of the monster from the deep blue sea, or you know just monster movies in general, or I, the New England atmosphere in general, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, absolutely, uh, yeah, you you got to give Jaws two a shot, especially if you enjoyed Jaws and you haven't for some 
strange reason gotten to Jaws 2 in 40 plus years uh get on that because it's a very there's a there's a lot of really cool things that happen in this movie yeah definitely check it out great all right for my round one pick i have uh topper harley in a love triangle with hillary clinton's long lost sisters while also (laughs) being able to rack up one hell of a body count as he tries to also take down saddam hussein because of course i'm talking about 1993's hot shots part deux yeah nice Hey, Dude. that was the bloodiest hey. movie of all time. I'm pretty sure it's stated. So, I, I, it is stated. Beat out Total Recall. We yeah, do get a and we do get a we do get a gratuitous body count scene. <laughs> yes, yes, fantastic. With with enemies uh, covered in bullseyes to make it easier for killing as well. It's fantastic. He even he even threw bullets at him and it killed him. That was fucking awesome. <laughs> There was like, like fucking six bullets and hit everybody. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's it's a handful of bullets and it's like fifteen guys that fall over dead. Uh, this movie's one of my favorites. Like growing up, I was a huge fan of the slapstick parody movies. Um, for me, amongst my favorites obviously you know this and the original and like robin hood men and tights all the mel brooks movies um i feel like this is the last like really great parody movie i, I mean i'd have to double check the, the time frame there, there might be a couple more after i have but... one that i i kind of feel like was the last really good parody was not another teen movie which is yeah, funny there which, which is funny i uh, we, we actually were talking about that uh, at, at work today. I, mean, I was talking about this. No way. Oh, wow. as, you know, we were talking about that movie. Uh, in in this same discussion, in the sense that like there was a there was a string, you know, a time period where they were just churning out these movies, and they died off. And then you had a couple of like the scary movies, and then not another team movie. But like not another team movie was fantastic. It, it's definitely worth uh, definitely worth a watch if, if you haven't seen it. I need some tea to the fourth power. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Randy Quaid uh, was amazing in this. So good. He was he was so great. So good. Uh, but but yeah, with Hot Shots Part Two, um, I to me I I like it a lot more than the first one. Uh, it, it's it's so absurd. There's literally. 700 lines that you could quote in this movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they played an homage and put nods into so many things that were so relevant many, in this era. So many things. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. um, <laughs> I, I, I enjoy the cameo by uh, Martin, Martin Sheen. Sheen. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I loved you, Wall Street. You were great <laughs> in Wall Street. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but like not not only do they address each other and say that they liked each other on Wall Street, but I love that it's it starts off with Topper writing in his diary, yeah. and he's quoting himself from Platoon, right? And right. then he yep. starts he starts to hear Martin Sheen, who's quoting himself from Apocalypse, Apocalypse. Now. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. like it's just so it's so great, and it's such a, a quick little scene, but it's just so many stupid things like that just hitting you. Full it's force. Layered. It's layered. Yeah. with that shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, the slapstick runs deep. <laughs> yes. Very, very deep. Yeah. Uh, though, 
I, I will say in a recent viewing uh, the other day in preparation for this, I picked up on something that I don't, I don't think I ever paid attention to before. I'm sure I heard it. But at one point in the movie, there's a news report going on in the background. And uh, <laughs> the reporter says, like the previous six, this victim was found folded neatly in half and placed inside the glove compartment of a sanitation truck. The police are baffled. <laughs> there's, 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 no, there's, there's no context to it at all. It has nothing to do with the movie. It's just on in the background. And, and just like, a what the fuck? Like, like, what is going yeah. on? I, I want to watch that movie. Right? Yeah, like, I want to see what's going on there. It's the fucking pants presser killer or some shit like that. It's the mangler. Yep. Um, But there's some amazing scenes in this movie. Oh, absolutely. When they get through the backyard, like, uh, the girl's like, I'm gonna, we're gonna take a shortcut. This is taking forever. (laughs) And all of a sudden, they're, like, in a backyard, like, from a Ferris Bueller. (laughs) Yeah. End scene where they're running through, you know, and the guy's grilling by his pool. <laughs> they're in and, the middle of the jungle, and, and it's great because the guy's wife's arguing with him, and she's like, "You're drunk," and he's like, "I am not." <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I I have to agree with you, Sheriff. Uh, this is a much better movie than the first one. Now, the first one is still really funny in its own respects. Um, right. They get. Uh, the guy from Two and a Half Men, he's in it at the beginning. He's John Cryer. Oh, John, John Cryer. Cryer. Yeah. John Cryer, that's it, yeah. He was really funny in that movie. Um, I wish they had came back with well, He was Washout. That's it. Washout, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Washout. Yeah. The walleye vision. <laughs> that's just fucking yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yep. No, but I'm think- glad that they, um, they're able to secure Colonel Walters for this movie. Because yeah. since they're making fun of, uh, or, or is it Colonel Walters? Or... Colonel Walters is his name in Hot. Shot. Yeah, in Hot. Shot. But it's old boy from Rambo and shit. From Rambo, yeah. Um, yeah. Richard Crenna. Yeah, yeah, Richard Crenna. Yeah, uh, that's cool. That uh, that Sylvester Stallone was cool with him parodying his character. Right. That, I just I, I think it's cool that Crenna asked for permission. Like right. he asked. He yeah. asked Stallone. Well, that's, if it was cool. That's a respect yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 Um, Man, but at the beginning when he fucking ordered that uh that subway sandwich and it's got the pig snout, out of the nose. <laughs> so it like yeah. that that opening uh, fight scene. Oh, it's it, it, there, there's so much in there, but just oh, yeah. a, a couple of the things. Like, I, I'm a huge fan of Kickboxer. Uh, <laughs> like, I, I love I love that movie, With and you. I love. I love the reference with, you know, dipping the gloves in, in the, you know, glue and rubbing it in Ass. the glass. <laughs> but then it goes to Topper. He dips it in the caramel. And then he goes yes. to, like, the toppings bar. And, Gummy and the bears. Crowd, the, crowd, <laughs> the crowd is chanting. There's, there's a crowd, that, like, there's a group going, uh, sprinkles, sprinkles. And another one going, M&M's, M&M's. So, like... <laughs> and he's got that indecisive look on his face too, like mm, which one? <laughs> um, Do all great. of them? That's the answer. <laughs> then uh, uh, I, I enjoy he does the roundhouse kick at, at one point, and uh, <laughs> the guy ducks, 
the spectator in the crowd holding the John John three seventeen sign, and it <laughs> takes his head clean off. <laughs> but, but it's like they don't even try to make the head look realistic at all. It's just clearly yeah. a mannequin head. <laughs> just this this movie is totally aware of what yeah. it's doing. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. There's uh, there's just so much, and then uh, of course, um, with Lori <laughs> Lloyd Bridges as uh, Tug Benson, the president of the oh, United States. Yeah. Um. <laughs> You know, as we were talking about, you know, off air, like we could probably have an entire podcast dedicated just just his quotes. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. Completely full of great quotes. I I know my favorite my favorite quote of his in the movie is uh, whenever he runs into Hopper, and Hopper's like, "Mr. President," and he goes, "No, you're not. No, you're not. I've seen him on television. He's a little older." <laughs> <laughs> he's a little older and about my height. <laughs> like, Honestly, I think I think Lloyd Bridges is probably uh, yeah, I think you can make an argument he's the best thing about both these movies. Oh, to be totally honest yeah. with you. Because he's he's so quick and just it's it's so similar to, you know, with his character in airplane and yes. it just oh man, he's so funny. So he's so funny. Uh, yeah, he's the king of banter. <laughs> right, right. He he kind of parodied George W. Bush before George W. Bush was president. <laughs> he really did. It's a similar, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, little gimmick he does. <laughs> so great. I like I like the scene where fucking um you get um the guy who plays Bean. Uh, yeah, yeah Rowan Atkinson. Rowan, Rowan Atkinson. Yeah, Rowan Atkinson. Yeah, he plays Dexter in the in the movie. <laughs> right. What a dickhead. They're like he's like Topper's like come on let's go. He's like I I I can't. They've, my legs. They've tied my shoes together. <laughs> yeah, and he's they like, play like some sad sack <laughs> music. And he's like, he's like, it's double knotted. <laughs> so he's like, yeah. bastards. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'll just have to carry you. <laughs> oh, this movie is so fucking absurd, great. man. Yeah. The guy playing Saddam Hussein, you're like, I kill you until you die from it. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's so absurd. It, the whole movie, it's but it's it's great. It really is. To to go along with that quote from Saddam, you also have Tug Benson saying, "We'll do it the old Navy way." First guy to die loses. <laughs> yes. Chain, 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 It's so funny. I like the scene where it's they're jumping out of the plane. They're like Geronimo, Geronimo. There's me. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, so good. oh, it's awesome. And here we are. We we're still talking about the lines, just just the lines of the movie, man. Yeah, this all day with it. There, yeah. I mean, is there really there's a plot? I mean, there <laughs> need to be. Really. There's a mole <laughs> that moves around on the old girl's face. I mean, that's right, a plot, Pete. I think. Well, um, he can take it off. He can take it off, and he puts it on himself. And yeah, shit. Topper and, wears it. Yeah, Topper wears it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like I, when he. Well, I like when he's talking to her. What? What's? What's that chick's name? Uh, Ramada. Her real name. Ramada. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, "What are you doing here?" He's like, "She's like, it's a sequel. I had to be here." <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, yeah, it's just good shit, man. He's Fantastic. like, "Who's from LA?" He goes, but won't yeah, won't the critics uh, hate that? Won't they think that we're just rehashing what we did in the first one? 
Uh, yep. Did you did you know that the original title for this movie was going to be Hot Shots Part Two, the exploitation taking it to the bank? Oh no, I didn't know that. <laughs> that. That was the original working title of the movie. Oh my god! I actually have a. Um, I bought a video store out once and it bought a, got a bunch of posters and everything, and I got this one um, standout. Um, it's a it's like a three it's like a triangle shape and there's three movies on either side and uh one of them is hot shots the original um it's pretty cool and one of and the other side's point break so <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> and then and then uh dying young or some shit like that but oh my um there's so much about this movie uh not only do we get a mention of wrestlemania from Ramada, uh, saying that uh, Dexter, you know, it turned her on to so many things. He showed her the arts. He showed me, you know, music and orchestras and, and WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> but then also her and um, oh, I can't remember the other female's name, Michelle. Yeah. Uh, Ramada and Michelle, whenever they, they face off at the end in the Eliminator from uh, American, yes. Gladiators. American Gladiators. They got the <laughs> yeah. music and everything. Yeah. It's great. I love that show. Oh, Saturday night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, such a great movie. Um, I don't know if any of you have ever paid attention to the credits, but they oh. have, yeah, they have random like tidbits. Yes. sprinkled in through the credits. Just... Naked Gun did this also. Yes, yes. Uh, but to to name a few, there was a uh, <laughs> fun fact. Actor Richard Crenna uh, invented tartar sauce. That was thrown <laughs> in there. Uh, <laughs> right. Then uh, the secret of the movie The Crying Game is she's a guy. <laughs> so they they spoiled another Spoiler movie alert. in in the tire in the credits. Um, and then my favorite is fun fact: baseball superstar Daryl Strawberry spends his winters thinking of new excuses. Calling out calling out Daryl Strawberry for poor Daryl for, for, for whatever reason. Oh man, that's hilarious! Only thing that ever happened for the Mets. Well, I mean, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> that poor guy. All right, guys. We're going to talk about the one, the only, Axel Foley. Motherfucking Beverly Hills Cop 2 from Just watched this today as a kind of refresher. I picked this movie, but I hadn't seen it in probably over ten years for sure. Over ten. Years. Oh wow! But I just remember it just being so fucking funny. And uh, man, I wasn't wrong when I when I started playing it today. He, the 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 credit card scene in the beginning is fan fucking tastic. I mean, he's just he he's the king of. Adapting to a situation and and tomfoolery and, and tricking people into just 
you know, doing his bidding. I mean, he tricks he tricks people into letting him keep a house in fucking Beverly Hills. He he tricks a fucking his way into uh, the gun facility by using vitamins as a fucking explosive. Uh, it, With his yeah, daughters, Monique and Unique. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Monique and Unique, you know. Not, not, not only that, but he also gets her to give him money. Yeah, yeah, $10. It's like, he's like, I have two girls with pigtails. <laughs> and then when he goes, when he goes back... When he goes back out, uh, Judge Reinhold's like, "Where's my vitamins?" And he goes, "Well, here, I, here, take this twenty. I lost them. Here's <laughs> a twenty. Go yeah. buy more." <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Beverly Hills Cop is great. It's got um, Judge Reinhold, of course, as you said. Um, it's got Dick Jones, Dick motherfucking Jones from RoboCop right. as Bogomil. I hated he got shot like right in the beginning of the movie, and he was basically yeah. just not in it. But he was like the driving force yeah. for the well, entire movie. Yeah, yeah, and but. you know they did that with both sequels to Beverly Hills Cop. You know, their boss, you know, one of the older bosses of the police department gets shot, and Todd dies in the third one, I guess. But spoiler alert. <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, so. so you get a Jurgen Prochnow, who is uh, famous for In the Mouth of Madness, is the bad guy in that. Um, das Boot. Yeah, Das Boot <laughs> is Dent. Um, Bridget Niel- Nielsen. Um, yep. Before she was washing the flavor out of her mouth of Flavor Flav, uh, she was uh, doing this. Back when she was still hot, hot, you mean? Yeah, right. Yes. She okay. was she like, oh my God. She was like that hot chick that, like, scared you yeah <laughs> well she's amazon almost you know she's just so big kind of yeah. like the one from police academy <laughs> I just, leslie easterbrook hell yeah yeah <laughs> so so i i will say that i i watched this movie the other day as well uh with my wife and i kept laughing way too hard every time eddie murphy called her the big bitch <laughs> he's like the big bitch <laughs> the big over bitch. there <laughs> That's that blonde big and, bitch over there. <laughs> and my wife was not happy. <laughs> oh, was she oh, not? She, okay. was, she was giving me the stink eye. You gotta understand. <laughs> but the, you gotta the tell inner, her. The inner child. I just can't. I couldn't help it. He just keeps doing it. Yep. It's, it's the 80s, you know? Product in time. Exactly. Exactly. Now, but this, this movie's got a great cast, you know? As I said, Eddie Murphy, George Reinhold. And Bridget Nielsen, you're on proc now. We also get John Ashton as Taggart. Great cameos from uh, Gilbert Godfrey. Yes. Yeah. Sidney Bernstein. Yeah, Sidney yes. Bernstein. Ouch! Let go I, of my arm! I'm robbing you! <laughs> you know that guy has a, his own podcast, too, and, and that's how yeah. he fucking talks all the time. I, I think he's putting on an act. I think... That's I how he that's really how talks. talks. That's it. Is it is. How he talks. Yeah. yeah. I love right, that Axel Foley scams him out of money as well. He and scams at, everybody out of money. <laughs> and then at the yeah, end, at the end, he, he donates it in the yeah. in Sydney uh, Sydney Bernstein's name or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To the uh, yeah, I forget what foundation. I for, yeah, I forget what it was. So, yeah, he so never cool. pockets the money, so <laughs> right. he just uses he passes it on for whatever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. He's a very unique character, Axel Foley is, you know. Yeah. 
It's a great soundtrack to this film, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You get a recurring, you, you get the recurring role of Paul Reiser as for Jeffrey. Yeah, Jeffrey. He's so funny. He's always doing shit for Axel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, of course, you get a sm- very, very small cameo from Chris Rock. Yeah. In this yeah. Movie. I- that was his um, I think first, uh, first major. Yeah. It was, yeah, yeah, it was his first major role. So that's pretty cool. So a couple things I came up with here is uh, so uh, Tony Scott and Brigitte Nielsen, uh, who was married to Sylvester Stallone at the time, uh, they had an affair during filming. Oh yeah, yeah. Fun fact. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. And, <laughs> yeah. Nugget. And. This was the first movie ever to be filmed at the Playboy Mansion. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. Nice. Cool. Yeah, old Hugh had a little cool. part. That's a great yeah. scene with him and Hugh yes. Hefner as well. <laughs> I love it. I he's walking up. He's for like, him. He's, wake up. This, we, this is what we talked about. You know, <laughs> slapping his dick and shit. <laughs> 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 this is arguably Eddie Murphy at his best. Yeah. I mean, just oh, to be yeah. totally honest with you. Sure. You get a lot of Eddie Murphy's raw in this movie. Um, some of his jokes are entwined from raw into this film. I, I, I'll be honest with you, and I mean, I love both the first and second one of these, but I think I like part two better. You like part two better? I think right so. On. Okay. I really do. This one I, I like in fashion, fashionable order, one, two, three. Me yeah. personally, yeah, I, uh, I'm one, two, three as well, and I think it the difference maker between one and two is in because <clears throat> it's one when he, uh, yeah, it's it's one when he gets thrown through the window, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. At Victor Maitland's house, or at yeah, at Maitland's place, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "What? What are you talking about? Disturbing the peace? I was thrown out a fucking window." What the fuck is this shit? And the cops pull up and he's like, I can describe all of them. He's like, get your fucking hands up. He goes, he goes, what? He goes, what? Around here, you get kicked out of a moving car and you get ticketed for jaywalking? What the fuck is this? (laughs) What's the ticket for getting, what's the charge being thrown out of a moving car, huh? Jaywalking? Yeah. So I also saw, this is, it was an older article, but uh, supposedly, Netflix has greenlit Beverly Hills Cop 4 with Eddie Murphy to reprise his role as Axel Foley. Have any of you heard any news on this? Because yeah. I didn't really do any follow-ups on this. I've heard rumors that they were going to do like a mixture. Um, they were going to try to mash up um, Martin, um, Lawrence, Martin Lawrence and um, Will Smith's characters from Bad Boys. Oh. With Axel Foley. Now yeah. that could be just you know, internet fake news, but hmm. I don't know. I, I just always thought that the unofficial Beverly Hills Cop four was Blue Streak with Martin Lawrence. Uh-huh. <laughs> there you go. Fair yeah, enough. it's like knockoff Beverly Hills Cop. It's a good movie. Yeah, it is. It is. I, lo- I like it, but I'd be game for a part four though. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, part yeah. three wasn't terrible it'd be it's still pretty fucking bad but uh i mean it's i've seen a lot worse part threes in my life (laughs) sure i got uh the empire strikes back from 1980 
As Hell yeah, you do. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's no reason to name the cast or any of the specs on this movie. It was a fucking blockbuster. Spectacular. Everybody knows who's in it. But yeah, man, this movie, it's everything you want in a sequel from Star Wars. It's part two. I mean, you can call it part five. Yeah. It's one of the greatest sequels ever made. 100%. The, uh, yeah, the beginning, the, the, the ice planet Hoth is fucking oh, badass. Yeah. And talk about isolation, you know, that shit's fucking scary, you know. I know you got aircraft and spacecraft that can fly out and everything like that, but... You know, you get caught in one of them storms, you know, like old Luke and Han did, man. You're pretty yeah. fucked, you know, unless you yeah, got a Tauntaun. Yeah, not unless you have a Tauntaun corpse. <laughs> right. Next to you. That's right. You thought they smelled bad on the outside. <laughs> uh, I, I will say that I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Empire Strikes Back's easily my favorite. Um, my too, my too. One, one of my favorite movies of all time, top five for sure, probably top three. Uh, there, everything about this movie is amazing. Yeah. Um, let let's just let's get to it. I mean, really, when you guys first watched this movie the first time, and you know you got hit with the fucking who's the who's Luke's daddy and everything. Um, I mean, what was your initial reaction to it? I mean, was it just jaw to the floor, or did you just refuse to believe it? Or I feel like I had it spoiled for me. Like my earliest recollection of it was going into it knowing that oh, really? Darth, Darth is Luke's father. Yeah, I that don't remember sucks. if it was kids at school that spoiled it or what, but it just was one of those known mythos. Yeah, I didn't see it in the theaters. I saw it on VHS the first time because I don't think my parents were into that and they weren't going to shell out money for me at that age to go see a movie they weren't into. (laughs) I I saw it on VHS the first time as well, but for me it was kind of different. I'm the second of four kids, but my older brother is eight years older than I am. Mm -hmm. So he was born in 77, grew up kind of with Star Wars, uh... <clears throat> had all the toys, had the sheets, had everything. But then by the time I was born and kind of old enough, it faded away from his, you know, on his radar. And I had all of his toys, but I had no reference. Because at that point, like, my parents didn't know about VCR. We didn't have any channels that were showing it. You know, it, I wasn't old enough that it was still in the theater. Uh, but I remember when I was eight years old, my dad got me the trilogy on VHS. Mm-hmm. And he was like, hey, we're going to watch this. And I was like, what is this? And he's like, you know all those to- toys you play with? And I was like, yeah. So, well, that's what this is. And I was hooked. Like, day one, this is amazing. Like, I remember yeah. doing a report in, like, second grade where we had to write, like, our number one thing we would take with us on a deserted island. And I said, my Star Wars trilogy. <laughs> like, oh, that yeah. was the only thing. Like, that was the only thing. That was my whole life. For is that the uh, ten years? Is that the box set, the uh, digitally remastered THX? Yes. Fucking Wait. box set. Not, yeah, the, special, not, the... not the special edition. No. Okay. Not the okay. Special edition. Fair. Okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah no, no, no. Thank God you didn't um, see special edition first. No, but that is how I saw them in the theater for the first time. That Fair enough. Same. Went and saw them. Um, I will say, in my opinion, 
Empire Strikes Back is probably the movie that is least affected by the special edition. Correct. <laughs> yes. So, and it, it's probably the only addition to one of the movies that I enjoy, and that's the the backdrop windows of Cloud City. Yeah. Uh, that they put in. Like I, I enjoyed that they opened that up instead of just blank walls. Um. But, yeah, man, I, I fucking love it. Like I. Now, I personally liked Return of the Jedi nostalgically better. As a kid, I enjoyed the Ewoks and the story of Return of the Jedi, the the final showdown with him and his daddy and, and granddaddy, I guess. I mean, not really, but... <laughs> it just resonated with me more than Empire, but I get where Empire is... You know, the sequel, to end all sequels. It really is. It seemed for it, me that, that really stood out that... Uh, I remembered a lot as a kid and it always kind of creeped me out was whenever Luke was there with Yoda and he's kind of in the cat, the cave and he sees Darth Vader in there kind of like, I don't know what it was about that whole scene, but for me, it really, it was really unsettling for me as a kid. And it just really, I don't know, something very haunting about it. And that, that is one of the main scenes from that movie that really sticks out to me. It's just, you know, everybody's got to go through a period in time in their life. they got to confront things that they don't want to confront. You know, Yoda said it best, you know, uh, when Luke asked what was in there, he said, only what you're meant to see. It's quite beautiful, actually. So It's one of the more conversation-worthy scenes because you, you do come out of that first viewing being like, what did you take away from that scene? Because that scene's yeah. kind of, you know, it leaves questions to be answered. When I was a kid, I was confused by it, to be sure. honest. Um, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I was like, oh shit, Vader was on fucking Dagobah the whole time? God damn. Nah. <laughs> but then he's got Luke's face, and you're like... Oh. Right, he cuts Luke's face off. I didn't understand it when I was a kid. I didn't I neither, same, it, same. <laughs> I think I was like seven or something, you know, when I first watched it. So, As a kid, you're like, man, Luke hasn't even finished his training yet, and he already beat Vader? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so something I found here just kind of looking into stuff. Do you know who co-wrote the screenplay with Lawrence Kasdan? Who co-wrote the screenplay? George Lucas. When you, no. <laughs> when you when you hear the name, but it's but it's Lee Brackett. Oh, okay. Lee Brackett? Yes. You sure it's but not it, Sheriff? Female. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right on. Mayor, I cannot allow you to a nugget award on that one. <laughs> no, that's okay. I just, it, that's just the one thing it stood. I was like, huh, Lee Brackett. <laughs> I'm putting it in. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't catch that. So do you think that George Lucas initially had it written to where Vader was going to be the father of Luke and Leia? Or now, what like, I understand. In the original, you never really got that gist or anything like that. What I understand was him and John Carpenter had a late night of drinking and they came up with <laughs> their own separate uh, plot twists for their sequel that had yep. to do with a family member being the yep. protagonist of the original. Yeah. John's drinking. He's like, God damn, the studio's on my ass and I've got to make a sequel to this fucking moneymaker. They're wanting some money. What do I do? <laughs> George's like, I fucking hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, let me tell you. Yep. Let's keep it all in the family. All right. <laughs> Let's uh, throw it over a six-pack of Budweiser. 
George Lucas kept saying, I got these three prequel ideas that you guys really should check out, but we'll go ahead and do a forward-thinking plot instead. Yeah, it's one of my favorite sequels, Empire Strikes Back, man. It's my favorite Star Wars film, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, well, round two, ding ding. (laughs) My pick is T2, Judgment Day from 1991, directed by James Cameron, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger as the Terminator, Linda Hamilton as Sarah Connor, Edward Furlong as John Connor, and Robert Patrick as the T-1000, who I thought was absolutely terrifying and amazing. Yeah. I just didn't understand how fast he was. I was like, oh my god, dude. He just he was he's very fucking fast. everywhere. <laughs> yes. you know? And I guess yeah. that's why he got the job, pretty much, you know, because he could run really fast. Sure. Yeah. And, and that's awesome, they... because Robert Patrick's had a hell of a career. Yeah. Yeah, he really has. But... Arnie's back, but it's not the same Arnie from part one. He's not a bad cyborg this time. He's a good one because John Connor reprogrammed him that way and sent him back in time to save himself from another cyborg called the T-1000 that's a liquid metal shapeshifter that, you know what? You've seen this movie, and if you haven't, yeah. what the fuck, okay? <laughs> you, know, right. you know what this movie's about. This is... My dad took me to the theater to go see this when it came out, and I didn't know it was happening until it was happening. And I was probably the happiest 11-year-old kid on the planet at that moment. Um, 1991 was a pretty critical year for me because I, I, you know, like I said, I was 11 years old. I wasn't really a little kid, but I was starting to kind of figure some shit out and kind of becoming my own person and figuring things that, you know, that things that are still sticking with me today because I love Terminator movies. And it's the year I discovered Metallica, really, legitimately for the first time, and I love Metallica, they're my favorite band, and, you know, I don't, I, I just, did, when I did you, theater, huh? did, did you find a love for GNR a little bit more from this movie? Guns N' like Roses? Song. I like the okay. song. Right on. I, okay. I never really dislike Guns N' Roses. I think I always kind of dislike Axl Rose, because he just, you know, I mean, he is a, he's a dick, you know, but, um, insane though. Oh yeah. He's got an an incredible voice for the, the music genre, but this movie, I'm I'm telling you, 11 year old me seeing this on the big screen for the first time was arguably my favorite, most memorable, most impactful theater going experience I ever had in my life. I mean, just the action scenes, the special effects, everything is just being thrown at you this entire time. is 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 incredible. I mean, my mind was on just fucking overload the entire time. And, I mean, I didn't cry, but, like, when he was going down into the damn, you know, the lava <laughs> or whatever, like, it was fucking sad, you know? Hell yeah, sad. <laughs> um... It just, this movie was absolutely incredible. It, it is arguably my favorite sequel of any movie ever. Um, if you want to talk about best one-two punches as far as movies are concerned, I mean, this has to be on that short list with Terminator and Terminator 2, in my opinion. It's is it just, better than the original? It's not... Here. That's a question for everybody, too. Well, for me, without like giving my ratings on the movies, I mean, yeah. I, I, have them, I have them ranked the same. That's... That's I'll good. just leave it at that. I have, I have them ranked the same, and I have them ranked extremely high. 
Right. Like nine for sure, I'm figuring. Yeah, at least. Yeah. yeah. I just love the character arc we get from Schwarzenegger changing from a heel to the baby face <laughs> in this. I mean, you don't know that on first viewing. You know, they're both yeah. coming at out at the same you know time here, and one of them's taking a cop position, you know, and you think, well, the cop's going to be the good guy. And you know from history that Arnold is the bad guy. So I love the bar scene where bad to the bone plays, and he, dude, that's one of the greatest scenes ever in an Arnold Schwarzenegger film and uh but yeah you don't know at that point is he the good guy or the bad guy you know you speculate immediately he's a bad guy so yeah when he grabs hold of John Connor and deflects the bullets in the mall you know that's when you you realize he's he's our hero here and that's cool you're like all right I want to root for him now that's cool yeah. That that scene where they're in the hallway and John's in the middle and he sees the cop coming, you know, he sees Robert yep. Patrick coming the one way and he sees Arnold coming the other way and he's got that box as a rose and he just flips it open. It's all in slow motion. <laughs> you see the shotgun and you're just like, what is going to happen? John Connors is about to get fucking chopped in half. That's what's going on. Oh, man. <laughs> this, this, that whole movie. And, that, and I'll tell you, that, that uh, scene follow-up after that, the chasing through that aqueduct. Yeah, was yeah. amazing the uh the the final uh chase scene with the helicopter and the the liquid nitrogen semi going into the, the steel yeah. mill was just amazing um funny fun fact here the the driver of the nitro uh the frozen nitrogen truck was uh old monty in the texas chainsaw remakes oh interesting really but yeah, oh, that's awesome. Okay, yeah, cool. But uh, yeah, this movie is just oh my god. Here, here's my only knock on this movie. I want to know who the fuck thought Edward Furlong's like squeaky, cracky screams were a good idea because <laughs> it is it's annoying as hell. <laughs> it really is. It really is. But no, this movie is just oh my god. It's incredible. I know. Going back to the uh, motorcycle chase and the. the the semi scene that the way he flips the shotgun to to cock it you know yes every time badass. Yeah. as a kid i remember i had a uh, a little pellet gun shotgun thing that had that same style gimmick and i loved flipping that thing around <laughs> i had my bb gun my, yeah and i would do it with yeah. it you know yep <laughs> it's so cool That's all i have <laughs> i also love in that <clears throat> that opening chase and he goes uh, under the underpass, takes off the top of the truck. Yes, and, and uh, just yeah, pancakes he, it. Yeah, and he he, he just gets pops, right up, pops up, and pushes the glass out of the way. He's so pissed off. Like yeah. I just like I love, even though, uh, you know he's a he's a cyborg. Like he shows the emotion of being pissed off in that moment. Yeah. <laughs> like like he's angry. He's. He's just done with it. He's like, this is such a nuisance to me. I just need to kill this kid and be done with it. Yep. And, you know, you're getting shown up by a fucking Cyberdyne Systems Model 101. I mean, no, yeah, an older model. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> right. You're fucking T-1000. Arnold fucking uh, Schwarzenegger, though. Right. Uh, my, my favorite scene in the movie um, is when they're at Miles... Uh, Dyson's fucking house, the yeah. creator of Skynet, and he fucking cuts <laughs> his arm to show him th that he's a Terminator. Dude, so, I 
that fucking scared me when I was a child. I was like, holy shit. I mean, it just, it just blew me fucking away. You know, it's like they, they took the eye scene in the first one and they were like, how do do we amplify it? Amplify it. Like how how do we make this even more ridiculous? It's so good. I don't think it was better than that scene because to me, the original Terminator scene where he cuts his arm open and stuff, that is just gory. And that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I never liked the face though, to be honest when he's fucking around because you could totally tell it's fake yeah. as an adult yeah but as a kid like that was it didn't matter. frightening yeah, as that was some of the scariest shit that i've seen i mean it really was as a kid but i love that scene you're talking about lord where he you know he ends up just pulling off his you yeah. know arm glove basically and then carefully. he just he just yes listen to it, me it's, very carefully it's i'm cool. like i will <laughs> they did a really good job they got like veins and shit that are spread over some of the uh, fucking man it's just so fucking wicked dude and you were saying mary you're like i didn't cry i saw this movie at the um drive-in actually the very first time i got to watch it i got to watch the drive-in theater at the jungle drive-in and um we got to the to the ending and all that shit and man i i i went home a sobbing fucking mess dude I went into this and it was just action packed. Fucking loved it, love, love, love it. And then I was so happy. And then I was incredibly sad at the end of it all. And I was a, I was a mess. It got me. Hey, this may be called Judgment Day, but there's no judgment for me. For you <laughs> yeah, here you go. Thanks, guys. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it was sad as hell, dude. It really was. And he it gave was, the thumbs dude. up, and you're just like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you do yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. Here shortly, we're going to dive into a movie that's uh, got a similar theme and elements to this that absolutely made me cry as a kid, as an adult. Even I can't watch it without. I think I, down. I think I know what it is. Oh, uh, you probably do. I, I, I do. I think I know what it is. I am a absolute softy for robots yeah. dying. I guess. But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll get there. But, but yeah, Terminator 2, guys, yeah, this, honestly, I, I watched it recently, and yeah, there's some moments where the special effects is kind of like, eh, yeah, but I'll be uh, honest with you. The all only all, spot, hold on, the only spot that really stands out that way for me is when the T-1000 is hanging on the back of the car with his, you know, claw hooks, and they go swinging around that turn, and you see him dragging <laughs> behind the car. That is That's absolutely awesome. phoned-in effects, and everything yeah. else looked amazing, but when I see that i'm like oh come on we fucking well got 99 of this movie perfect and you <laughs> that in. but the 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 effects the effects with the t1000 though uh is fantastic but not only was it great but just the lasting effect that it's had and how many times it's been oh yeah you know recreated and parodied it, hot like shots even part hot two. shots part two yeah, yeah. Uh, saddam hussein does it <laughs> you know after yeah, the dog with the fire extinguisher, yeah, him and the dog. No, and I, those those effects still hold up today. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely you know. agree. Yeah, I, that's what I was want to say. I was on follow up. Yeah, I mean, there's some moments where it's like, eh, but nah, it holds up pretty well. That yeah. that movie blew me away, and it's it holds up. I mean, both of them, for that matter, they they are just uh like the ending of the first Island, one. The ending of the first one when he's a full-blown Terminator and, you know, he's lost his skin after the, the explosion and shit. 
that it's it's fucking very uh Jason and the Argonauts kind of style fucking shot, you know, yeah. for a machine. But it, it was eighty four, you know, is yeah. what it is. I don't care. It doesn't. <clears throat> yeah, no, I don't just, care either. It was awesome. And yeah. like, I, I'm sure a lot of people have seen the meme, but to to watch the scene, the deleted scene where John Connor's teaching the you know Arnold how to smile. Yes. Like, like it, I couldn't tell you how many times I rewatched that over and over on the DVD. Just yeah. that's that scene is so absurd yeah. in watching Arnold, you know, force the smile upon himself trying to look natural. Yeah, uh, it's fantastic. So good. It's great. Honestly, I it's one of the deleted scenes. I think it should have made the movie. I agree. I have a director's yeah. cut with that in it. Yeah. I watched I it today, too. actually. That's actually that's how I first discovered it is a friend of mine had bought the director's cut and we watched it together, not knowing. And when that scene happened, we both looked at each other like Serious? Like what the fuck? And then we rewound it, you know, over and over again, watching it because we were just laughing so hard. <laughs> yeah. All right, for uh, you know, my second movie here, you know, we've got nunchucks made out of sausage links, Vanilla oh. Ice's other hit song, and a <laughs> pizza eating montage that would make Pizza the Hut from Spaceballs blush. Uh, <laughs> nice. you know, of course, we're we're, we're going to be talking about 1991's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2: The Secret of the Ooze. This movie has a lot of flaws, but I love it a lot, and it means a lot to me. The reason that I chose it uh, is because of you know just the nostalgia highway, and and we're talking nostalgia, and for me. This was the first movie that I have a memory of seeing in the theater. Like, I, I'm fairly certain it's the first movie I ever saw in the theater. Um, and also, it goes along with a fun story. Like, my my mother, who gets embarrassed very easily, uh, she took myself and my best friend to go see this movie. We were sitting towards the back of the theater. And the theater was, uh, you know, it's kind of sloped down. Not, not uh, stadium seating, but there's, you know, a nice slope to it. And... A guy came in who happened to be in a wheelchair, and he went flying <laughs> down the aisle, like on purpose. It wasn't out of control. It wasn't anything comedic, but he went pretty quick. And my friend goes, "Oh, that looks like fun." Wee! <laughs> it's like that <laughs> is so what I would say too. I I'm giggling and, my ass off yeah, while you're and, telling me the story. I'm like, oh my god. And, oh. Uh, Man. Um, I'm gonna make sure my friend Rodney you know, listens to this episode, <laughs> and I, I hope he remembers this happening. But uh, you know, my mom wanted to drag us out of the theater. You know, she was very embarrassed. Didn't want anything to do with it. But you know, we begged her to let us stay and watch it. Um, but anyway, I, <laughs> that's great. I, I, I love the movie so much. Uh, now I, I I gotta say that at the time as a kid. I, I loved everything about this um, as I'm older and I, I watch back and and I see the differences between the first one and the second one because I love the first one, but just how they really like put the kid gloves on for part yeah, two. Sure. Not only did they remove Casey Jones, who I love, and they got rid of him completely because of how, I mean, first of all, I mean, the last scene of Casey Jones in the first one is without batting an eye. He crushes a man in a garbage truck without yep. even stopping. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, he crushes... Oops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so He yeah. caught a murder charge from that. <laughs> right, right. Uh, <laughs> but, then, but then on top of that, in this movie, 
the, the turtles don't use their weapons at all. Yeah. Uh, it's very frustrating, but it makes for some very funny comedic scenes. Like I said, you know, the, the opening fight where Michelangelo gets knocked into the deli area and he gets up and yeah. grabs the sausage links and <laughs> uses them as nunchucks. Um, you know uh, what? You know what? I think you're telling me something that I never even realized. Like, you know, because well, the movie was that good to me that I didn't right. even realize they don't use their weapons in it other than the sausage links. <laughs> and, and, and that's the thing. Like, growing up, I never thought anything of it. But as sure. I got older, I was like, you know, it's kind of weird. And I looked into it, and apparently there was a huge backlash with parents being upset with how violent. Because the first movie was more closely related to the comics, which was darker, prettier, violent. And parents took their kids expecting more of the cartoon. Right. So parents parents were pissed, you know, with Raph yelling, damn, and, you know, Shredder being crushed in the garbage truck. Um, but the second movie, there was there was a lot of... A lot of back and forth between um, the writers and producers of the movie, because mm-hmm. uh, the the writers were actually Eastman and Laird, the creators of the comic book, and they wanted to do a story more related to their comics. And uh, I, I'm kind of upset because they they wanted to bring in Baxter Stockman. They wanted yeah. to bring in. Uh, well, they kind of did. Yeah. But they hafted. They half-assed yeah. it in this one with and the scientists. They, and, yeah, and and they wanted. Um, they actually wanted to include the Rat King as well, which they yeah. they didn't do at all. But uh, we got the, the Super Shredder though. That was pretty badass. Oh, I agree. Which <laughs> yeah, but fun he fact didn't last for long either. No, he, Super he totally Shredder, lived that. Super Shredder played by Big Daddy Diesel. Kevin Nash. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So another another tie-in to WrestleMania is you know <laughs> an actor which uh, even even the turtles at one point whenever they first see Toko and Razor they say what are these guys from WrestleMania? <laughs> <laughs> so un- unintentionally uh, I, I picked two movies that have WrestleMania references which I'm okay. I- very much appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> I was really pissed that they uh, didn't have Rocksteady and Bebop in this movie. I mean, I'm glad that they gave us something, but I agree. I mean, and, and, and then you know they were babies yeah. on top of it too, and I was like, well, fuck, this is kind of yeah. it. It 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 was definitely it was a half star reduction for me, man, for sure. Yeah. Not, I guess, not I really when that. I was a kid, but definitely now, you know. I don't know the, what the fuck. What's up with that? <laughs> it, well, the the producers actually wanted uh, Bebop and Rocksteady, and Eastman and Laird pushed not to because they wanted to distance themselves from the cartoon. Mm. Like they, oh, right on, okay. because yeah, they they actually they they from my understanding they licensed their stuff for the cartoon to get more money to focus on the comic. But they hate the cartoon. Like they don't like the cartoon at all. Aside from the fact that it made them a shitload of money. Oh my god, uh, man, that cartoon's awesome. I I agree, but you know, for them, it's it's more of a darker universe. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that's, sure. But I'm I'm not sure how in the '91 we could have made Krang look right either. So <laughs> right. right, 
Well, and, and that's uh, originally the the scientist. the The original ending, the ooze was created by aliens, and he was going to actually just be like a vessel for the alien and kind of open up almost like a Men in Black type of situation. But they were too worried that it would remind kids of Krang, which he was not supposed to be. So they cut it completely from the end. Krang's a fucking. He's awesome, dude. I oh, I agree. I agree. Uh, why, why wouldn't you have these characters in? You know, it's uh, a waste of fucking. It's just a waste, you know. Yeah, he's over the top, though. I mean, I can't imagine them including him. And <laughs> right, I don't know. you can change him up a little bit, you know. Sure. Make him a little more sinister. Give, give him a, a serious deep, tone. Give him a deep voice. I'll get you, turtles. Yeah. Well. How did you guys feel about the the character of uh, Kino? I didn't or, mind him. I thought he was bad at. I, I imitated him all the time when I was a kid. You know, right, right. Uh, uh, I I wanted to be him. I, I wanted to hang out with the fucking turtles. <laughs> for for me, it was one of those things where like I really enjoyed him, but I always looked at him as a replacement for Casey Jones, which yep, it's what he ended up being. I mean, that's kind of what he was. Uh, but I actually didn't know this. Uh, until recently, the actor Ernie Reyes uh, that played the role, he was Donatello's stunt double in the first yes. movie. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, they liked him so much that they created the character for him to be in the second movie. But it's the only mention of the character in the entire Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles universe. Like right. he never he never makes an appearance in any of the cartoons or any of the comics or you know any of the movies after that. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Part three didn't mention him yeah. at all or anything. His martial arts skills are on point with what the turtles are doing. I mean, he looks like he could be in one of those suits. <laughs> Agreed. As well, so. Agreed. Yeah. Um, which is funny that you mentioned that. I I heard the uh, the actor or the stunt double for Leonardo. Mm-hmm. He was a world class gymnast, and whenever they do the back handsprings as, uh, you know, punishment or whatever. Yeah, in the apartment. Yeah, the <laughs> one one. <laughs> the, the director didn't want him doing those because he was afraid he'd get hurt, and he needed him for the other fight scenes. So they asked for one of the other stunt doubles to do it, and that stunt double didn't know how to do a back handspring. And the guy, the guy playing Leo was finally like, look, I'm a world-class gymnast, and there's not a single person that could do a back handspring as good as me. And I want Leo to have the best back handspring, <laughs> which I think is funny because, like, <laughs> like, that's the most Leo thing to do. Also. Right. <laughs> like, it is. Like, yeah. I have to have the best back handspring. He's a leader, bro. So who was, all right, who was your favorite Turtles? Like, for each of you, Michelangelo, hands down over here. Donatello. Okay. Gro- growing up, Absolutely. it was Michelangelo, but as an adult, it's Raph because I relate to him. I'm cranky. <laughs> I, I hate like I hate everything. <laughs> I was always a Donatello guy. Yeah, he's super ultra nerd. That's why I like him. Yeah. I always enjoyed using Donatello in the video games because his stats. Well, yeah, he's OG. Raph's first. You always use him first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's the fodder. Raph's the fodder. Yeah, like in, the original, little... in the original Turtles game, you use Raph to swim through the seaweed to, to die off. Yes, yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. You don't use him for anything else. 
Well, he's only good for close qu- quarter combat. You know, right. you can cycle him in for you know the basic mm. shots, but anything with range attack, cycle him out. He's fucking useless. <laughs> yeah, the audio on his little spinning size and yeah, right. even the distance that they reach, it's like, oh, this doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> they fucked it on this character. That's why you give him the fucking uh, the the uh, sh- the ninja stars. Yeah, yeah. Range yeah. attack. Boomerang is <clears throat> my favorite. Uh, yeah, yeah. Special weapon there. Fun tidbit of information. Apparently, the pizza props that they used throughout the movie were reused in Ernest Scared Stupid. Oh, really? Uh, huh. Yeah. That's the cool. uh, oh, wow. the clubhouse scene when they throw the pizza. Yeah. It's the same. It's the same props. Oh wow, that's so cool. They must have been shooting. You know, relatively you would close think. and sound stages and shit, you know, close by. Now, that's a movie I would like to see a sequel prop, of. Prop department. Ernest <laughs> Scared Stupid. Ernest, yeah. <laughs> okay, guys, for my second selection tonight, I'm going to I choose Damien Omen 2 from 1978. Um, I'm a big fan of the Omen trilogy. Um, and I, I know it's a. There's four of them. I don't count the fourth one though. Um, the second one is really cool because you get you get more into the mythology. I guess can you? Is it a myth? Mythology? The lore. Lore. We use that. The lore of um, the Antichrist with. Um, the wall and everything showing you know the stages of how he's going to rise and you know the looks and everything um i i just like the presence of you know there's always something sinister and devilish going on when it comes to the devil and nobody's safe no matter where you're at or what scenario you're in you know you are always unsafe you know i i be underground in a fucking you know a sand pit trap um fucking in an elevator you know fucking falling 50 fucking stories or or just talking to the kid you know you could die fucking just by talking to him you know you know, you trigger something with him um it's just really cool i i actually just got back from vacation and uh, i found the original three novelizations uh for the movies uh first prints at a used bookstore, which is pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah. So, do you, do you guys like the Yoba movies, or have you guys ever seen them? <clears throat> I really enjoy the first two. The first two? Okay. It's it. The, the second one is a slow burn. He he doesn't know what he is yet, um, so he's got a kind of growing pains of it all. I don't he's care. He's for Elliot. Continuity. He's not Elliot. He's Elliot. Elliot. Fucking an ET, man. (laughs) Or or Davey from Flight of the Navigator. Flight of the Navigator. No, it's the same fucking kid. (laughs) The kid's kid's British. Yeah, same fucking kid. You're full of you're a bullshit artist. Nah, that's one thing I don't like about the Omen movies. Actually, is the uh, inconsistency of of Damien's voice. He was an American that lived in England, and then he goes to America to live, but he's got an English accent. 
And then in the third movie, he's full on American American accent. Sam <laughs> Neill is. I don't. It's it's just, it's very unnerving. I I'm not a fan of it. In my uh, opinion, the best iterations of Damien is one and three. I, I don't care for the actor plays him in, in this one. Davy, I mean, really. <laughs> It's not him. It's not him. Well, that's that's maybe not the actual actor, but that's what he reminds me of, and that's that's how he acts in this. I feel like I'm like, this isn't Damien. I don't know. He's not convincing in the role to me for part two. I hear you. Um, you don't get. There's not very um, many big name actors in this film. Um, you do get uh, Lance Hendrickson. He shows up for a couple of small cameo scenes where he's a I guess he would be a disciple of the Antichrist. He helps him along the way, you know. Yeah. At least learn who he is and everything. I like this role in it. Yeah. 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 I mean it's it's remedial, you know. Very small, but I I will say, like I'm I'm not a big fan of Damien in this movie as well, as far <laughs> as the acting goes. But I do really enjoy like the uh, the little bit of face-off he has with the teacher. And the teacher's just spouting off questions, and yeah. he's, like, hitting him with answer yes. after answer. Yes. Like, that scene, I enjoy. It's yeah. a big fuck you moment to the teacher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but but then, it, for me, it's kind of ruined, because they pull him aside, and he's like, you know, you're showing off. And he's like, well, I wasn't showing off, I was just answering the questions. I don't even know why I knew him. Which, right. I like, story-wise, I get, but at the same time, it's like, he goes from being a little badass dickhead to the teacher to just losing it all in that line for me. Well, he was still dealing with the back and forth, back and forth of it all. You know, he's, he was literally still trying to figure out why he had, why things go on like this around him, you know? Right. So, you know, and by the end of the movie, he's gone. He fully turns, you know? So I, I, I actually like the fact that he, goes back a little bit and he's every time the movie goes on a little bit a little bit darker he gets a little bit until he becomes unreachable you know anymore you know and and i like the the final part of him kind of um transforming there like when he kills his cousin in the woods like he wants him to be with like he wants he doesn't quite understand fully what he is but he knows what he is at that point Right. And and he he wants somebody to be there with him, but he's lost his cousin. And he's like, you know, it's either be with me or die. And he kills him. And like that's that scene's cool. Yeah. It just kind of took over for him, you know, and Yeah. Shitty shitty timing for Mark, you know. Um. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but um, I, I, he, I he was on the suspicious train anyway, you know, so <laughs> Uh, speaking of train, man, that that kill scene at the end—it's fantastic. Yeah, dude, it's fucking pimp. Yeah. He smashes him where, where he smashes him in between the, the, the rail cars. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I love—I love that he's like caught in the coupling, and yeah. he, just, he shows his feet, and his feet are like an inch or two above the ground, like just stuck there. Another situation of, you know, it doesn't matter what right. the fuck you're doing. You are in danger if you associate with this kid. You know, you are you're in danger of even tr- trying to investigate this the kid yeah. or anything around him. You know, that's cool. 
it's scary as fuck, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> this character transition reminds me of the the Anakin Skywalker character arc from episodes one, two, and three of Star Wars. You got yeah, This is yeah. much better. Well, the part two is the weaker one, and that's just right. how I kind of feel like now, in the same concept. Okay, part three of, in, of Star Wars is very good. I love that movie. I'm just Yeah, but I mean, I'm specifically referencing this character <laughs> arc of okay, Anakin okay. Skywalker and Damien from The Omen. So. Okay, all right, gotcha. You mean kid versions, right? Well, I mean, one, two, and three versions. Okay. <laughs> The middle one's my least favorite. Okay. Bus. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Okay, gotcha. Now I see. I'm not see, trying to shit on him. I just that was a weak part so, of the movie. The okay, so great, but is uh, part three your favorite portrayal of Damien? Uh, yeah, which yeah, which other movie is your favorite then? At that point, man, the first one, I, I it's number one. You're right. Okay. But, okay. Uh, oh, I liked I liked part three better than part two. That's just. Okay. Better, better actor in the role. You got, you know. Shit. And, and then his his Sorry, second what? favorite is the remake with Julia Stiles. No. <laughs> I, that's trash. My that God. wasn't even. <laughs> that's a bad movie. I went to theaters to see that, and I fucking wasted my money. Ugh. I did too. Sucks. Did too. I read where the uh, popularity of the name Damien plummeted. Due to yeah. the first movie and this, yeah. and uh, I also uh, read up that uh, William Holden was the original choice to star in the original film and yep. turned it down, and Gregory Peck ended up taking it. And uh, Holden ended up taking this one because he's like, "Well, you know, I missed the first one, but I'm not going to miss this one." And yeah. eh, mixed results. And Richard Donner was supposed to return as director, but he was busy doing Superman. So, Jerry Goldsmith, this fucking soundtrack, guys, for these movies are is so good. It's so good. Very underrated, I, I think. Um, out of all the horror soundtracks we get, I know it's 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 a likable one, and people do enjoy it. But you always get you know John Carpenter themes over yeah. this and everything like that, yeah. uh, which I get it. I get that, but. Jerry Goldsmith, he's he's he's, he's top bucket. He, he's top five composer, man. Yeah, I agree. Sure, he's top five. All right, this next one for me is a guilty pleasure. Um, uh, Sleepaway Camp Two from 1988, Unhappy Campers. I absolutely was over the moon ape shit about the fucking cover art for this when I was a kid, and I would go in a video store. I would pick this fucking thing up and just stare at the front of it. And was like, well, there's a hot babe. She's got a backpack with a fucking Jason Voorhees mask, a Freddy glove, and a Texas chainsaw, you know, sticking out. And I'm and like, got a, and there's a machete, right? I don't think so. You got the mask from Jason, so mask? that's good. Okay. Yeah, 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 you got the mask. machete on the backpack. Right on. Still, I, I, I only know because I've critically analyzed this fucking picture and even <laughs> recreated it by hand with pencil. So yeah. it's it is an what, iconic cover. It's one of the most iconic covers. For a shitty movie that has ever been done, and I don't mean a shitty movie like it's terrible, but it's it doesn't hold up to the the standard the cover art leaves you with. I think it it is easily one of the coolest but most misleading 
cover arts for a VHS movie that I've ever seen. But it is amazing. It really sure. is. So eye-catching. Because it's like, it's like, oh, you got this and this and that. Oh, yeah. I gotta see this movie. And I feel like they had to add Suck that Suck every minute. Yeah, there is. <laughs> Dave King of the Road is guilty as charged. <laughs> Little Dave King of the Road, at least. But the, the scene that we get from that is is an afterthought scene. I mean, it's totally it's just weak. together yeah. just for the purpose of putting those three elements in the movie. It doesn't have any grandeur glory to it. You don't get a payoff for having a no. Jason Freddy and Chainsaw in this movie. No. So what no. do you think of this Angela, Dave? Oh, this Angela, I mean, right out of the gate, I'm like, wow, she's shaped up and everything. She's better uh-huh. developed, I remember. <laughs> As a woman, at least. So. And she's she's healed now. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, because they wouldn't have released her otherwise. Right. And socially healed, too. Like, she's way more outgoing now. Like, before she was a total recluse, barely talked. Yeah. Now she's like the fucking bouncy, happy-go-lucky counselor. Right. She makes everybody yeah, it's... Sing. She wants to sing the, the happy yeah. camper song. song. Yeah. Oh, I'm a happy camper. Yeah. Uh, this is a good <laughs> bad sequel. That's, that's just where I'm at. This is a it, good it, it bad is. Yes. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It is. And it's one of those where you just, you just watch it and you're just kind of like, oh my god, okay, alright, okay, go ahead. You know, you just kind of let it happen, but take um, it as it is. The Alley character, she was the one that showed her tits more than anybody else. Um, <laughs> the scene where she's banging the dude out in the woods, like kind of towards the end, she gets up and everything. She's putting on her shirt and everything. She's like, "You don't have AIDS, do you?" <laughs> and he's like, "No." And she's like, "Oh, good." It's like. What the fuck is that? Right. That is so, like, wow. Like, I, I couldn't even believe, like, the first time I saw this, I was like, <laughs> no, no, they did not just do this. They did not just, this did not just happen in this movie. And then she gets a gruesome, awful, disgusting, just stomach-churning death, getting stuffed into the outhouse shitter with a stick yeah. and... The leeches and just oh, gnarly. It's gnarly. In, yeah. in all fairness, in all fairness, Mayor, AIDS is only fucking like four years old, you know, during this. So it was still, it was still little, and you know, people didn't fucking. I mean, it was everywhere, <laughs> yeah, but 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 the the thing is, what you have to realize is at this point. AIDS is oh my god you can get it from kissing somebody that's you know, true like right like the the but they're the, immature they're immature kids dude, you know right like <laughs> no agree but that but that's what makes it even more uh, horrifying is the fact that she would just sleep with somebody randomly without worrying about it because at that right. point everybody was worried about it. Right. Yeah. Like like AIDS back then is the coronavirus right now. Like yeah. keep your distance six feet apart, like like that that's what makes that scene like more fucked up in my mind. Is, is yeah. to her it was just like, Oh, okay, 
no big deal, whatever. Right. Like, yeah. like just an actor. Yeah. 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 But also, Magic Magic Johnson has proved that we can overcome anything. <laughs> if you have money. You're sure, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I gotta say, I, I love the kills in this movie, though. Yeah. They're yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, they are. It's got good kills. It's not good on the story. I mean, it's no, pretty, no, no. Well, it's pretty weak. Sleepaway camps, in general, they're, they have really good kills in them. So. Yeah. 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 The, the the barbecue is, is fantastic though. Oh, oh yeah. The Stoner yeah. sisters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Speaking yeah. of the Stoner sisters, when you know we get the finally we get the parade of dead bodies at the end in the shack, uh, when they show the scene of the two charred bodies, there's a uh, record in between. It's from Flotsam and Jetsam, and it's actually the '86 album uh, called Doomsday for the Deceiver. Do you know who? Was in that band and most Flotsam. of the lyrics. <laughs> no, and wrote most of the lyrics for that album. And it's the only album he ever appeared on. I don't. We don't. Oh, God. I got nothing. <laughs> Jason Newstead from Metallica. Jason. Never heard of him. You mean Robert so Trujillo? Like, and Jessam. Uh huh. No, but I saw that. I was like, oh, that's old Newstead's new band. And I actually looked to see what album it was, and he wrote most of the lyrics on it, and it was the only one he ever was on. I was like, well, that's kind of cool. That is so cool. I thought that brought that. Yeah. I appreciate that nugget. I was just wanting to shit on it for a second. <laughs> just like just like Metallica did on the career of Jason Newstead. So the Sean character, who is the love interest of Emilio Estevez's sister, <laughs> he keep he... He he keeps saying that his dad's a cop, and he helped arrest Angela in the original. Please, please fucking tell me his dad is bad mustache cop. Ah, uh, you mean you could you you could accept it as that? That's that's where I'm taking it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, sure, why not? Sean's dad's bad mustache cop for yeah. part one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But nobody oh, wow. recognizes Angela because I mean she's unrecognizable in comparison to the first one. So right. she's got a good, she's got a damn good cover. That's all I know. Yeah, it's Bruce Springsteen's sister. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's um, it's a cheesy as hell movie, and it's it's just over the top. You get some really creative, gory kills, and it's it's one of those so bad it's good movies. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, and it's they clearly didn't take themselves seriously, and it makes the movie so much better for it. Yep, totally yep. agree. All right, for my final selection of the night, I have The Devil's Rejects from 2005, directed by Rob Zombie, starring the late great Sid Haig as Captain Fucking Spalding, Sherry Moon Zombie as Baby, Bill Mosley as Otis, and the great William Forsythe as Sheriff Wydell. The Firefly Clan, well, three of them anyways, the three that matter, are on the run after a somewhat successful raid by local law enforcement, leaving a bloody trail of grisly carnage in their wake. Will the Devil's Rejects find themselves at the mercy of Sheriff Wydell, or will they find a way to freedom? I, I like Mama, My Mama Firefly, to be honest. I think she should have been with them, to be honest. 
I guess she had to be there with Sheriff Wydell. Yeah. Well, yeah, she had, she, but they needed that interaction with her and Wydell to fucking trigger him off and... Yeah. I love I love the Add line that part after of the movie. they they get into the they get in the house and they've shot Rufus and she's mourning over him and she's got the pistol when she pulls it up her head she's like you ain't getting me sheriff click he's like you ain't getting off that easy huh bitch <laughs> awesome so awesome and I'll be honest with you the the open to this movie and the the close to this movie I'm not gonna say I mean like. Especially, I, I know that the clothes gets a lot of praise, and as it should, because it's pretty fucking awesome. But epic. oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like these are borderline epic, like opens and closes, and everything in between is so good and so engaging and entertaining. Like this is another one of those movies where I think if you would tell me this is better than the first one. I, I, I can't really argue with you. They're two I, I, totally different movies because the first one is like Texas Chainsaw on an acid trip, whereas this <laughs> one's more like a dirty, gritty road crime movie in a way. The, the, the cast you get here, with you know, besides the four I just mentioned, you get Ken Forey, Matthew McGrory, Leslie Easterbrook, Jeffrey Lewis, Priscilla Barnes, Dave Sheridan, Blue Temple, Danny Trejo, Diamond Dallas Page, Brian Posen, E.G. Daly, Tom Tolles, Michael Berryman, P.J. Souls, Mary Morinov, Daniel Roebuck, Tyler Maine, Steve Railsback, and Kane Hodder. Keep forgetting that fucking P.J. Souls is in it. She's in that. She's the mom, right? Yeah. What's all this about clown business? Yeah. (laughs) Don't forget about her. Yeah. But I mean, this is a this is a who's who of horror and just cult movie, low budget movie, just yeah. glory. I mean, th- th- it's this cast is incredible, and I, I think I would be in the line of thought, even though I do hold House of House of Corpses in very high regard. It, it, I think I like this one better. I am in agreement. I agree. It's, it is better than House of House of Corpses. It's I do agree. It, 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 <laughs> It's what you're looking for, though, you know? What are you looking I'm for? I'm looking for Captain Spaulding. I love fucking what I get in the very beginning of House of a Thousand Corpses, Captain Spaulding. And that character doesn't translate the same in the Devil's Rejects for me as he did in the beginning of House of a Thousand Corpses. But you get so much more Captain Spaulding, though, in this one. But he's not the same character as he is in it. He's just real lively and uh, fun and... In House of Thousand Corpses, I really I wanted him to I wanted to see him kill things. You know, I he's not in it that. as much though. Yeah, I know, I know. I mean, he's in at the end. You know, he picks up fucking old chick and right and yeah, Take but her to the doctor. Right, but I mean, <laughs> the beginning of House of Thousand Corpses though is just cinematic horror gold. I mean, his grindhouse right. gritty that fucking you know Captain Spaulding's Emporium of horror shit just absolutely a 10 out of 10 that that scene alone is almost like the beginning of full metal jacket you know (laughs) you just watch it for that part like i love that part and it just doesn't translate as as well for me on devil's rejects he's a different version of captain spaulding so i don't know to me it's a downgrade well and 
but again, like I was saying, this movie is a is a it's tonally it's a shift of gears from that first sure. movie. I mean, yeah, I yeah. still feel they're the same characters. It's just we're 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 exposed to them more. They're not so right. one dimensional, I guess you could say. But uh, I really do love that opening to House of Thousand Corpses with Sid Haig and Michael J. Pollard, and they're having a conversation about whoever it was got Captain Zay stuck up his ass, and yeah. just it just it's hilarious the, the 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 banter back and forth. It's so absurd, but it's awesome. Yeah, it but is. yeah, th- this movie I got to see it in theaters just like I did uh, the first one, and uh, I mean it was just from start to finish total engagement all in can't wait to see what's going to happen next how are you going to how are you going to one up this you know the hotel scene you know <laughs> where they where they take uh was it banjo and sullivan they take them all yeah. hostage and they play their games with them you know very reminiscent of funny games kind of in a way <laughs> yeah um, okay um, I love that movie. and it's so it's so dark and grim and it, it's just and then the the when the, the the cleaning lady comes in and the chick she's there and she's got boyfriend's mask on her face and she freaks out and she's running out and into the highway and she just gets smeared by a fucking semi. Like, yeah, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> right. She, she didn't either. Yeah. And I mean, this this movie is so bleak, it's so dark, but there's it so is. many funny parts in it also, and the characters are so. I don't know. They're rich. You want to know more about them. You know, even the ones that are minor, you know, you know, even the one that's selling the Rhode Island Reds to the side of the road, you know, you're like, you ain't going to fuck these chickens, are you? You know, just it, I I want to know more. I kind of don't want to know more about uh, Sherry Moon Zombie, like baby. I mean, yeah, she's she's cute and got a funny laugh, but like kind of bored with that character arc after the first one. I hear you. I, I understand what you're saying. But is it because he puts her in every fucking movie he's done? Yeah, well, probably. Yeah. Probably. She's the, same, <laughs> she's the same character in all of them. Well, Salem's... Uh, yeah, Salem's Lot... Or not Salem's Lot. Uh, Lords of Salem. Lords of Salem. Yeah. I, um, sorry. Lords of Salem. She was different in that, I think, yeah. a little bit. Um, she's just more docile. She wasn't fucking crazy or anything. Yeah. I I gotta say it like I've really enjoyed House of a Thousand Corpses, but to me it's not even close. The Devil's Rejects is like far better. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's the same thing because the, the, there wasn't a there wasn't a uh, like misconception that this was based on a true story or anything. But for me, watching the trailers for the Devil's Rejects and the style that they went with with the whole like news story type of feel really brought back that intrigue that I had with like the Blair Witch Project. Mm -hmm. You know, know, I like it it wasn't the same thing, but just that trailer probably got me more excited for a movie, like the most excited for a movie since the Blair Witch uh, trailers did for me. It just, everything about that trailer just made me want to, fucking see this movie like i gotta see this right now like these are some bad people doing bad things and i want to root for them like right now yeah Yeah, (laughs) you know yeah yeah this is one of these movies where you absolutely you root for the bad guys like you are 100 percent in that camp yeah 
But I will say, uh, William Forsyth in this movie is absolutely incredible. And I got to meet him at Horror Hound probably about four or five years ago. He was my very first guest I ever got to meet. I had him sign my Devil's Rejects DVD slip. That was really cool, too, because he got to uh, fucking... He, he's like, a, is that the double disc? And you were like, yeah. He's like, well, throw out that double and uh, sign it. He's like, everybody gets to share it for free. Everybody gets really the cowboy cool. for free. Yep. Everybody gets the cowboy for free. Yeah, that was awesome. Yep. Yeah, he was pretty cool, man. No, the fucking finale, dude, is absolutely. I, I cried at that. I I can't not cry <laughs> at that. Like it's it's you're you're saying we're rooting for bad guys, yeah. And that scene when you you know you're getting their flashbacks of their good times together and all that shit, even though it's you know <laughs> villainous. Know. It's, yeah, right? yeah, but you're yeah. It's a family, you know, and you, you connect with them, <laughs> and, and you're like, "Holy shit, this is it! <laughs> They're going down, blaze of glory." It's yep. just fantastic. It's shot beautifully. It's perfectly in sync with fucking Freebird. I mean, it. Yeah, it yeah, is. It's, it's it's awesome. It really is awesome. That I love is song. probably that is probably like in addition to this being Rob Zombie's best movie, that was probably the best sequence the man's ever filmed sure yeah. i mean to be honest yeah uh just epic stuff really it's, it's one of those where it's so good that even though you know that song's iconic by itself now when you hear that song you connect it to this too you're and right there's, yeah there's a few movies and i've got one coming up i want to discuss that a song from the movie once you've heard it in that that's what you go to when you hear that song again you you go to that spot in the movie because it's so perfectly matched with what's going on in the movie that it becomes part of that movie <laughs> you know yeah even over its iconic status as a song yep all right and uh finally with my last movie i've got the lakeshore strangler special edition good guy doll the worst foster parents in the history of movies and oh, yeah. a boatload of OSHA violations for sure. <laughs> uh, we're we'll be talking about 1990s child's play too. Oh, yeah. uh, growing up, huge fan of the child's play series. Uh, love the franchise from beginning to end, all of them, including the remake. I just, I can't get enough. Uh, I, I know that not all of them are good, but for me, Child's Play 2, uh, easily my favorite of the series. Uh, I always throw this movie in if, if I want to watch a horror movie and can't think of uh, you know what I want to watch. Yeah. One of the things that I love most about this that gives Child's Play 2 the edge over Child's Play 1 is that Charles Lee Ray knows he's running out of time, and he's just... His patience is gone. He's pissed off. He's done with it. He's just like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> he said, says that, I think, to the teacher <laughs> when, when he plugs her heart with a uh, air pump. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple favorite scenes. Is I, I love when he first takes the place of the Tommy doll uh, that the foster parents have. And the first time that Andy grabs him, he goes, hi, my name is... And he pauses. Yeah. 
is Tommy. Tommy. <laughs> you know, like, like he has to think about it. Yeah. Uh, but that that was actually uh, the reason why they named him that. That was in reference to Tom Holland. They wanted to kind of oh, nice. pay uh, to pay homage to him nice, by that. Nice. Uh, yeah. um, but I like I gotta say, God, these these foster parents fucking suck. Like, like not yeah. not only not only is the father just an asshole, wants nothing to do with Andy, and like is against it from the start, and has zero patience with him. But on top of that, they know what the kid's been through, and Yet the mother's have a fucking Chucky. Dog yeah, the, the, the mother's <laughs> the mother's excited to show him his room. Confront your fears, though. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, it yeah. has has the good guy doll in the closet it, but hidden well, so you know that <laughs> you know they don't believe the story though you know so I, yeah I know I know but but can we talk about the worst part about it like the, the what makes the mother worse than the father is whenever they send him off to school that first day she gives him egg salad for lunch yeah what a bitch I mean, like, she's trying to get his ass kicked or something. What kid wants to go to, like, school in first grade or however old he is and eat egg salad for lunch? <laughs> well, she asks him in the car ride when they're first, you know, meeting what his favorite foods are. And he's like, oh, I don't know. My mom used to cook eggs. <laughs> he liked eggs. Whatever. Egg salad. <laughs> I'm not, yeah. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> That's my like answer for you. I will say that... One of my favorite uh, deaths in the movie is when Chucky kills uh, Joanne, the stepmother or the foster mother. Yeah. Because as far as I can remember, like that is the first time as Chucky that he kills somebody that like he doesn't have to kill. Like he just doesn't. Like all of his other kills are because like people are like getting in his way or somebody discovers that he's real or he's trying to get information or he's trying to get to Andy. But like at that point, Andy's already been taken away. Like he's gone. The father's dead. Andy's back at the foster home and Chucky for no reason at all goes upstairs and kills the mother, like just to kill her. Like he, in my mind, he's, he's so frustrated that he's just like, I need to fucking kill somebody. <laughs> so, so I've That's always awesome. stress like, I've always enjoyed that, you know that death. Like, there's no motive other than he just he just wants to kill somebody to feel better. Yeah, it just kind of ties into how fucked up Charles Lee Ray is. Yeah. <clears throat> so there was a uh, there was a tie-in with the novelization to the film that was written by Matthew J. Costello, and uh, he ended up adding in scenes. Uh, exclusive to the novel and it went deeper into Andy's and Chucky's past and Chucky's characterized to having an absent father and his abusive mother being a dwarf and Chucky got teased a lot because of all this and he later strangled his mother to death and then he was also put in special classes when he was younger so I don't know that's kind of interesting yeah, I don't know that that really would fit in with the movie, but as a novelization, I mean, yeah, sure, that works, and, and it makes it interesting, you know. And it's like the mother's a dwarf. Well, all right, I'm interested oh. now. <laughs> right, I want to. I want to know more. <laughs> you know, 
I had remembered seeing something about that. They said that he was picked on because of his mother being a dwarf. Uh, which is why he killed her. Like, <laughs> but, I just got made fun of at school. Right. I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to kill you until you die from it. <laughs> yeah. Like another gym in this movie is whenever Kyle is driving uh, Chucky to the foster home or the, you know, the center for the kids or whatever. And she gets pulled over by the cop. Yeah. And Chucky's so pissed off about the inconvenience of this that the cop comes up and sees him. And it's like, Oh, is that one of those good guy dolls? I love those things. What's your name there? Little buddy. And (laughs) Chucky turns his head and looks at the cop and just like in the most pissed off tone ever is like Chucky. Like, doesn't play up that he's a doll or anything. He's just... And you know, like, the cop's all happy. He's like, hey, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The cop loves it. His nose starts to bleed. And the cop's like, hey, what's going on there? She's like, well, you know the dolls that pee? This one bleeds. That's awesome. Interesting. The cop totally buys it. My my favorite scenes in this movie are right at the beginning, actually, uh, when they're I, I, I was always a big fan of them taking the old doll with the soul still intact to it and, you know, try to refurbish it. I liked it when they're getting the teeth and they're doing yeah. the scraping and then the, the inputting of the eyes. That shit's awesome. And they use the actual real Chucky doll, I believe, for when they're doing that scraping and shit from the original. Oh, cool. Um, and, and I, I love the part when, um, at the end, when they're running through the, the, uh, the toy factory and Chucky loses his hand and he (laughs) he takes the knife and fucking just jams it up there, man. And all that blood is going, dude, they they did such a good job in these movies Mm. with, uh, showing the ventricles and, and all the arteries, they come inside of the 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 doll's body. They they just fucking hit a home run with that shit, man. Even in part three, when he gets his uh, half his face cut off, yeah, yeah, that shit's awesome, dude. That's so fucking cool. So, they they really nail it for a different podcast. But when that happens in part three, like what carnival ride or you know park ride has something that dangerous <laughs> that it sliced through his face? It's like. <laughs> That was like what ninety three or something yeah. like that when that was yeah. It. yeah so yeah yeah no big deal um, yeah I I always when I was younger uh, I I didn't quite understand that at the beginning of this movie when they piece together you know the the doll and clean them up and get them ready that they're trying to show that there's nothing actually wrong with the doll uh, right. so in my mind I was thinking like how hard up is this company that like, <laughs> they, they can't, they can't stand to lose that one doll. Like they have to refurbish this one single doll, right. you know, to make their profit margins. It's from a PR standpoint. Right. Right. You know, but here's the thing. Yeah. As soon as they fucking get the doll fixed, somebody gets fucking electrocuted and shit, dude. It's, <laughs> right. Nah, Time to come on, man. Man, right. this, this, this whole scene is as much of an eye roll as, uh, <laughs> Tommy Tommy Jarvis fucking six part six yeah yeah going yep, to yep. make sure that make Jason's sure. really dead like we're gonna dig <laughs> him up and make sure he's really dead dude if he's 
if the grass is growing on the fucking dirt, you know, I mean, <laughs> he's he's good. <laughs> leave it to leave it alone, you know. Right. I I really like the opening sequence to this, and I like the final showdown too. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, th- also when he's uh, when Chuck is hanging upside down in the stairwell, once he fucking trips him up, he's like, "How's it hanging, Chuck?" And he fucking kills him. <laughs> That's funny. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what I what I want to know is the factory worker that he kills uh, with the eye machine at the end. Yeah. Like later on, he, uh, there's a jump scare where the body is swinging from the ceiling. How the fuck did Chucky get up there? Up there? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. My, there must be a pulley system or some shit. There has my, to be. Yeah. My my issue my issue with. Uh, Chucky is kind of like my the issue that I have with Superman is that whenever there's stories, there's so much inconsistencies with his power. So, you know, like Superman can lift, you know, a giant mass uh, and throw it into the sun. But at the same time, like sometimes has trouble stopping an airplane falling from the sky, you know, right. Goofy stuff like that. Well, in in Child's Play, you have Chucky who is struggling to overpower Andy, but then at the same time overpowers adults at points as well. <laughs> like the, the little six-year-old can get by, but you know, the adults can't. Andy's just so fucking wily though. You know, he, <laughs> he's, just, right. he, he's, he's hard to maintain. So, I'll be honest with you. What you just brought up there, Justin, is part of my issues with this franchise. I do like the first one. The second one's okay. The third one is eh. That's you know, <laughs> eh, it's eh. Um, you know, Bride of Chucky. You know, was entertaining. Seed of Chucky. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, let's not talk about that. That's, that's but, the but then, uh, but then, what was it? The uh, Curse of Chucky and Cult of Chucky. Honestly, there was an uptick there. Yeah. That was an uptick, yeah. and I really liked those movies. And I just recently got to the remake, and uh, honestly, the 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 premise of it it was actually kind of interesting, and it it started off with a lot of promise for me. But the last half, last third of the movie for me personally, it kind of just it fell apart and you know you want to talk about some eye roll moments I mean there were plenty <laughs> of eye roll moments there for me in that but um, the, but the the whole killer doll aspect for me that, that that's a, it's a tough sell you know for the for the horror genre and it, there's not many movies like that I really I don't gravitate towards like the Annabelle movies. I've only seen the first one because my daughter wanted to see it and I was underwhelmed, you know, as, as expected. But, uh, yeah, I mean this, it was entertaining, you know, and it, it, uh, the one liners and, you know, Chucky trying to follow in that same vein of Freddy Krueger, you know, with the wisecracks and everything. And, and it's cool because it's Brad Dorff and Brad Dorff is just awesome. And, it's it works just enough, you know. But yeah. as a whole, this whole franchise for me, it it's it's not it's not high ranking. Yeah, um, I can definitely respect that. <clears throat> like because outside of the Child's Play series, uh, I mean, I don't really care about the whole doll 
killer thing. Like, I, I think what sets it aside is the transference of the serial killer spirit into the doll. Whereas, you know, with like Annabelle and stuff like that, it's not it's not quite the same because you don't have that connection beforehand. Like, you, you don't have that character beforehand. You know, the running into right. the warehouse, the you know. Um, because in my mind, as Chucky is going around and doing these things, I'm seeing Charles Lee, right? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, I, I don't think I would enjoy the series if I was watching it for the first time as an adult. Growing up with it, I, yeah. I think I, I have an unhealthy love for the series <laughs> and I can, I can, I can look over a lot of garbage, you know? Because, I mean, there there is a lot of garbage within the series, but other than Seed of Chucky, like, I don't, I don't, I have a good time with all of them. I'm upset that they decided to go the route of the remake instead of continuing on. Well, speaking of hot trash... My next entry and last entry is a personal favorite of mine, even though it, you know, it won't be any of yours. Uh, <laughs> I'm a big fan of the Children of the Corn movies, and damn it, they have a sequel called Children of the Corn 2, The Final Sacrifice from 1992. And man, this movie is really good. It, it, it's got really good continuity to, to, from the first one. You don't really get to see any of these characters in the original, which kind of is weird. You know, you'd want to see at least a younger version of some of these characters. Maybe they'd grown up like a you know, year or two later and shit. But I'm pretty sure it's all happening within the same uh, couple weeks in between movies. But the kids get, they finally get caught and Bert and Vicky, I guess, turn them in. And then the cops show up in Gatlin and find all the, the dead bodies. And the kids are all fucked up now, and they don't have a, any leaders to fucking go to. Um, and it, del- it delves into where he who walks behind a rose is not just a fucking lump of dirt in the ground. You know, he's an actual fucking malevolent force you know, that can infiltrate any one child in the corn. Which makes me think that John Franklin Isaac in the first one, you know, maybe he wasn't just born that way, you know, maybe he was infiltrated by he who walks behind a rose and and that's why he was evil like that. This movie has nobody that you'd recognize other than fucking the chick uh, Christy Clark, who plays Lacey, who is smoking ass hot in this movie. Yeah, Um, I saw the stills. Yeah, you might be able to recognize Terrence Knox. Um, probably not. Lois and Clark, the the show. Maybe not Justin. Um, maybe you, Dave, though. Yeah. He was Jason Trask. I, I was uh, Jimmy Olsen fan. in Lois and Clark? Yes. Huh? Okay, was yes, that yeah. Justin? Huge fan of Lois and Clark, The Adventures of Superman. Dean oh, Cain okay. is my favorite Superman. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Oh, fucking man. <laughs> Okay, Uh-oh. we got turmoil here. It's like right. saying yeah, George like Reeves is your favorite Superman. It's always just bad. <laughs> so, but the uh, the main chick in this, she was uh, Angela Walsh, Jesse's sister, little sister in uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two. 
uh, Freddy's Revenge. Yeah. And I have an, I have another one. Uh, it was Wallace Merck. He was the sheriff in this one. He was uh, Bert in the movie that uh, you're getting ready to review. Jason Lives, Friday the 13th, Part 6. He was the sexist paintballer with the machete. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who ended up donating it to Jason along with his arm. But yeah, the that smiley, was him. The, the smiley face. Yes. 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 And Stupid also, women don't belong out here. Just stay yes. in the kitchen. Yeah. Kitchen. Yes. Yes. I, I really wish they would have stuck with the original story of Children of the Corn, to be honest. You know, let the, the children win. But it's made for Hollywood, so right. they're going to they're going to no, that's uh, not yet. That's not yet. Okay. That's not yet. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah, give it a little yeah, time. Th- this was uh new was this New World Pictures? No. Um this was oh my god. This is the only one. Fuck, who did it? You may you may be right. So, three started dimensions. Let's see, okay. first one uh, first it, first one was Embassy Entertainment. And then uh this one is who was it Fox? Or is it uh Paramount. It's Paramount. Paramount did uh, Children of the Corn 2. It's definitely Paramount. 100% now. Now that I'm thinking about it. And then Children of the Corn. Yeah, I know he is, but... (laughs) That asshole. It'll be fine. Check it out, Mayor. It's Paramount. Possible. I'm I'm 100% positive on it. Unless the characters is the downfall for me in this. Like, the actors aren't as good. They're not. Um, They're not. The it's plot's good. I like yeah. the story, yeah, and I like yeah. the finale. The uh, the church scene is very cool. Yeah. Oh, uh, when he's uh, when locked in. Doll. Okay. No, when they're locked in at the end. Gotcha. What about the they scene burn. where um, they, where Micah, the the I guess the boy preacher in this yeah, one, yeah. is his messing with that voodoo doll. And yeah, that's cool. Fucking, yeah. I like that. Dude, Taking that knife to it, and the dude's just fucking bleeding internally, and <laughs> every fucking orifice is gushing in blood, dude. That's a fucking awesome scene, dude. That's I, I, I like, I like how calm he starts at first. He's like, oh, oh, what's this? What's this? Oh, oh, oh! It just like builds up, and he gets angry yeah. and, and more frightened, and, and then just well, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's <laughs> bleeding fucking liters of fucking blood out for no reason, dude. You know, so. And Mike Matt. is as good a replacement as you can get for Isaac, but I mean, you don't have a, a Malachi replacement, and that kind of sucks. He, like he kind of plays, he kind of takes both. He kind of yeah. takes both in a way. They had that one guy who's supposed to be the second in command, Malachi, right. but he yeah. went. He didn't do shit. Nah. You know, so. They they mostly just stood around and did a stare, you know. Right. But Michael was a driving force. Uh, but but I this- think he did a good job. The CGI yeah, scene did. with Micah, uh, when yeah. he's walking through the corn, talk yeah. about talk about CGI that doesn't hold up. That's that's uh, Escape from <laughs> LA level CGI. Right? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It's probably the same company. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that checks out. But the ending when he's uh, when he's getting run over by that combine um, mm-hmm. tractor mm-hmm. thing. And the fucking devil, or he who walks behind a rose, shows himself on his face. Yeah. That's a so much better representation. Uh, it's it's way better delivered than what we got in uh, the original Children of the Corn, okay. with the fucking with the face in the mushroom cloud and shit. Yeah. yeah, that was weak, dude. You know, 
But it was a eighty four, you know. So for the corn, um, yeah. But I, I personally, I'm a big fan of the Children of the Corn series, where Justin's a big fan of the Child's Play series. Yeah, you know, I'm just as big as fan. I like the the cheese or the corn uh, <laughs> of these movies. It's corny. It's like the cheese in the corn. I, yeah. I think I think my favorite part of the movie is like what Miss Burke at one point is like. You know, my husband walked into the corn 15 years ago. He never returned. And then, like, later, John's like, oh, don't go into the corn. Miss Burke's husband walked into there 15 years ago. He never returned. <laughs> like, completely re-quoting the same exact line. It's fantastic. Oh. Uh, catch him, I'm going to ask, have you seen yeah. In the Tall Grass by the Stephen King movie that they put on Netflix? I didn't watch it yet. Okay, now it. now if you are a fucking Children of the Corn franchise lover, you need to watch that movie. So what's this? Uh, what's in the, the tall grass is is something that if you like Children of the Corn, I kind of feel like yeah, this will be your bag. It but, really it, yeah, in in the tall grass is if you were to remove the children from Children of the Corn, like it's just he who walks, <laughs> you know, behind the yeah. like. Don't take yes. that wrong, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It no, it, it's it's good. Like I, I enjoyed it for what it was. I mean, it's not. What does he infiltrate adults or something? Or it's just the, the setting of it is, is yeah. what really puts you in the feels of a Children of the Corn movie. Okay, okay. You'll see. You'll just have to see it. It's. Yeah. I don't want to spoil anything. So yeah. yeah, no, no, no. Into Tall Grass. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's on Netflix. Right. Yeah. Have Have you read? Uh, the Shining, like you know, the actual book, the novel. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read it a while ago. Well, what the Overlook Hotel is in The Shining yeah. is essentially what the Tall Grass is in The Tall Grass, whereas The Shining, the movie, is more right. equivalent to Children of the Corn. Like, it's more, okay. it's more about oh, set, it's more about the setting in The Tall Grass than it is about the people that are evil. You know. Right, right. If that okay, makes cool. sense. Okay. No, 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 that makes sense. <clears throat> okay. I'll have to check it out. I'll, I wrote it down, so I'll go watch it. Yeah. It's entertaining. But no, Children's Corn 2, it's a guilty pleasure of mine. And we're doing sequels, so God damn it, let's do it. What, what, what's your opinions on, on it, Matt, of, of Children's Corn 2? Haven't seen it. You've never seen it? Wow. No. Oh, shit. Okay. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, and, you're being I'm, really quiet on this one. All right. Well, I mean, I, like, yeah, I, 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 it's, it's the one movie that was brought up that I have not seen. Right on. Fucking mayor letting us down. The, I like this film because it gives <laughs> two different, um, reasons behind the actions of the, of the children. You get a, you get the biblical aspect and then you get a scientific aspect. Where the corn's possibly tainted, you know, with uh, fucking some kind of mold and shit, you know, it's causing yeah. kids to have go delirium and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and the town which, knows about it. Yeah, the town knows about it, and it's a it's a big fucking conspiracy. <clears throat> so you okay. don't really know what to believe in until the end, you know, and you're like, okay, okay, but it is pretty cool. Check it out. It's a four and a half. Out of ten, did did you did you enjoy the first one, Matt? In the same sense that I was able to enjoy Sleepaway <laughs> Camp too. I was going to say these are comparable in their 
for me at least because i i mean i know when we reviewed it you guys have it in uh the original in much more high regard than i did and i think i was at like at a five and a half with the original because it it just it missed it missteps so many times for me with so many things but there are enough things there that make the movie appealing enough to where you will revisit it so that's where i you know classify it it's it's so bad it's good gotcha I remember my biggest gripe with the first one, and it it follows the entire series, is the concept of these movies is like a boundless, exciting idea. But the execution of what we got on film, to me, left me a little bit unsatisfied. I don't know. The remake's good. The 2009 remake. Very good. It's good. I enjoyed that. They're remaking it again, I guess. Uh, it's being filmed in Australia right now. I've seen that, uh, yeah. They, they actually got done with production of it. They were able to shoot through Corona. Um, so hopefully in 2021, we'll be getting a uh, Children of the Corn C, uh, part C, I guess. <laughs> right on, right on. I'll be there, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm it, definitely well, watching it. In my opinion, I, I think that the first one would be better if like, it was just Isaac. There was no, really, yeah, like it. Not not just Isaac, as in like all the other kids are fine, but like nothing speaking to Isaac. No, you know he who walks, you know behind the road. Like just Isaac's a fucked up kid that convinces all the other kids to kill the parents. To me, I think that would be a more well, a more fucked up movie, but would have been more entertaining because of their limitations mm-hmm. in the actual filming of the movie. I, I mean. No, that that makes sense uh, because if you cut out all the supernatural aspects of yeah. it, it's yeah that it 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 becomes more real at yeah, that point, yeah. you know. So yeah, a bunch of kids. Dude, if I wake up and there's a bunch of kids <laughs> at my fucking door staring at me, fucking one of them holding a pitchfork and fucking you know, a machete and shit, dude. Dude, I'm gonna be scared. Yeah, and all you motherfuckers yeah. would be too. I mean, again, conceptually, <laughs> this is a terrifying premise. <laughs> right. But they don't have a hook in it that just. Right. I, I think, and that's where I've read the Stephen King short novel. I feel like even he, when he wrote it, had a great idea, but he couldn't find the hook to really sell it and bring it home. You know, for right. the finish. And I, I feel like that's where it's lacking in every every movie. Is it just doesn't have a good. A good finish or a good hook. Uh, it's gr- great concept, though. I mean, fuck yeah, this is scary as shit. And I love the setting. It it puts you in the the feel of you know Halloween and the the fall. You know, corns getting ready to harvest. And yeah, maybe this is a movie where less is more. <laughs> where maybe you can keep the supernatural aspect, but don't show anything. Yeah. Don't show any of that supernatural sure, sure. shit. You know, yeah, yeah, because I <laughs> I hate the uh, predator vision <laughs> like throughout <laughs> the second one. Yeah, yeah, it's like weird. like I feel if you take a lot of that out, but then at that point you're you're just you're removing the presence and you're still just putting it on the children at that point. Right, right. Which wouldn't be <clears> a bad <throat> idea. It's all. I mean, if they just kept the belief, you know, the ideology yeah, yeah, of yeah. it. Instead of actually trying to portray he who walks behind a rose. Yeah. You I think you're right, Sheriff. Right on man. 
But anyway, guilty pleasure. Love it. <laughs> you guys ready for my favorite childhood sequel? Let's do it. <laughs> Let's the see final, it. The final movie of our round well, three. Yeah, round three. <laughs> yeah, let's go for it. Johnny Five is back. Oh, shit. Short Circuit 2. We be jamming. Johnny Five is alive. <laughs> Man. <laughs> As a kid, I couldn't get enough of this movie. It, it makes me... It makes me cry. I mean, I can't deny it. That whole finish where they fuck him up. <laughs> you know, I mean, they totally destroy Johnny Five and you just it just takes your breath Feels, I'm like ah, yeah, yeah. no <laughs> you know and you got the, <laughs> the countdown ticking you know on his battery life and, and uh, the, I re- just, the redemption story with Michael McKean yeah yeah I love his character he's such a slime ball but you end up <laughs> you know seeing him redeem himself yeah he's uh, he's like the Han Solo of the uh of the movie, you know, kind it's, of like out for himself, but then comes back at the end to yeah, right. save the day. But yeah, dude, this movie was one of my favorites in my childhood. It's got a good cast too. Oh yeah, I don't know about a great cast, but no, it's not great. I said it's got a good cast. You know, <laughs> Fisher Stevens is in it. He's fucking good. Oh yeah, dude, fucking, dude, uh, I'm gonna tell you that's what. that's something that would not fly today. Benjamin no. Javery, yeah. <laughs> but I'll take what. Because this is the first thing, you know, not this one, the, the original was, but I saw Short Circuit 2 more than I saw the original, and Fisher Stevens totally had me sold that he was yeah, Indian. Yeah. I mean, he totally did. And then when I found out he wasn't, I was like, holy shit. Right. Wow. Right. <laughs> you know, right. Have, this guy's you... a great actor. <laughs> have have you seen um, uh, any of the Netflix show Master of None with Aziz Ansari? I'm not. So in in I know who he is. yeah in the show he's an aspiring aspiring actor who's having trouble finding work because he's an Indian actor and uh, he uh, there's a single episode where he's having an argument with a friend about how difficult it is for him to find work. Uh, because of being from India and everything, and they're always typecast and this and that. And his friend brings up Fisher Stevens from uh, Short Circuit and goes, "What about him? He made it." And Aziz and Sarah's like, "He's not Indian." You know, like, <laughs> that's, that's the whole catch. That's uh, hilarious. He's not Indian. But yeah, no, yeah. Same, same for me. Like hook, line, and sinker, man. I I had no clue when I was younger. Yeah. 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 There was he no break in that character. Yeah, yeah. No. absolutely. I totally wanted one of the Johnny Five toys. Sure. <laughs> absolutely. Me too, and I never got any of those, dude. I never got had any short circuit toys at all, man. Well, they we didn't either. Kmart. So don't you know? It wasn't just you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, when when I watched this a couple days ago, in preparation for this, uh, I watched it with my wife, and whenever he's selling the toys at the beginning. She looks at me, and her birthday's in two weeks, and she's like, "That, that's what I want. Get me one of those. Find one of those right now. Why are you not on Amazon right now finding this toy? I need it right now. So, yeah, I, I, 
feel that completely. Even still to this day, those those toys would be great. Oh yeah, absolutely. I just keep wanting to go to the end because it's it's the best part of the movie for me. It, it, ever everything after where he gets smashed to fucking hell, where they you know take him to the Radio Shack and fix him up, and old Durf is like uh, trying to calm him down and tell me where they were just gonna kidnap him and old Ben, and he's like, oh, they were just gonna kidnap you, huh? They're... He locked you up. He did not smash, crush, dent, mangle you. No, he just wanted us out of the way. Sure. Kidnap the humans. Destroy the machine. I love that scene. He's got the fucking red eyes and the mohawk yeah. rocking and his chains. and Yeah. <laughs> right. Badass Johnny Five. Let's go. I Supposedly the mohawk that was uh, paying homage to Robert De Niro and Taxi Driver. Nice. Nice. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... The one thing that really that stands out that I, I, I know it to this day. I didn't have to look it up. I know it all. Los Locos kick your ass. Los Locos, <laughs> kick, locos kick, your kick your face. Los Locos <laughs> kick your balls. Hit the Yeah. I don't know why, but to this day, at a 40-year-old man, I still remember that. And it's just it's stuck with me ever since I was a kid. And uh, Johnny Five's awesome. One of the coolest oh, yeah. characters yeah. ever come out of the 80s. Honestly, probably one of the more unsung ones, to be honest. And uh, no, I, I, I'm, I smiled when you picked this one because uh, I have fond memories of this movie. Because like I said, I watched this one more than part one. I'm a big fan of this movie as well. Uh, I, I still give the edge to part one. Sure, sure. Because I, I love Gutenberg and... I had a huge. I wish he would have been in this one for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I had a huge, huge crush on Ali Sheedy. Oh yeah. yeah. So between this and War Games and Breakfast Club and yeah. Say No More. Oh, Stop. I love War Games. Yeah. yeah. But like I said, with the Devil's Rejects, the the song that translates that f- finale becomes part of that movie forever to me and <laughs> when we get bonnie tyler's holding out for hero and j5's fucking countdown timer <laughs> is really fucking going down <laughs> to the right. last six and you know he's racing to get oscar you'll never get away oscar you know like yeah i'm i'm all swolled up like let's go Johnny five you know <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah i absolutely love that and then you know it appears that he dies catching him you know and stopping him after doing his tarzan swing uh, <laughs> right but yeah i i i don't i don't deny it i i will cry at that fucking scene every time i can't i can't stop the fucking waterworks <laughs> I, I love johnny five he's part of my childhood it's like i don't know I guess there was an online vote. It didn't. It's not anything specific here, but it it, it was voted as one of the saddest scenes of all time in movie history. Mm. So there you go. Right on. And was T two on there? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it is for me. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing this does, and it brings us into the next topic perfectly is it leaves it open for a sequel that never happened. And, I mean, I know it's part two, but 
they they had more gas in the tank on this and they never executed on it there was all the makings of a short failure man in in that didn't make enough the the bad thing the bad thing because of like fisher stevens it would be tough to pull like a blade runner or you know, an Indiana Jones where you you want to turn around and make a sequel 20, 30 years later. Because uh, you'd have to ride him out. Yeah, exactly. And without him, because Gutenberg's not coming back to You know what I mean? Like, I bet you know what? I bet you he would, though. I, 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 really <laughs> I would love it. I, I actually read, you know, obviously he passed on this one, but he has since said that he regretted doing it. Mm-hmm. Passing on it. There you go. I bet you he would fucking come. Oh, back. I guarantee he would. Yeah. Absolutely, what, he would. What the fuck's he so doing? Would see nothing. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's he doing? <laughs> I haven't seen recent pictures of her. We don't know what she looks like now. I just checked her schedule. They're open. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make this movie. Get him on the horn. But yeah, this this segues into a uh, perfect topic, man. Uh, Movie sequels that never happened that were teased at the end of a movie, or not even necessarily, but that you feel deserved a proper sequel and that never happened. You guys are gonna fucking hate mine. You're gonna hate it. Hate it. I don't. I just gotta say that this is a great premise, King. You you came up with this, and as soon as you said it, I was like, oh my god, yeah, this is. This is cherry. I love this idea. It's awesome. And if you got any good fantasy booking for it, throw that up there too. You know, let let it rip. I, yeah, I don't. Huh? <laughs> but <laughs> but you don't nope. you don't want to see Mac and me too? <laughs> no, no, I don't. <laughs> okay. Just... All right. I'm alone on that. So, I mean, okay. <laughs> I would have paid. Well, what do you got, King? I mean, uh, sequels that never happened. I mean, kick this pig, man. What do you got? All right. Um, let's see. Where to start? Princess Bride. Ah, uh, yeah. I hear you, man. You know, that would have been. I like cool. that. I like that. I'd like to had it while we had all those actors. So we still we got a lot of them still. We don't have Andre. Well, he died. Yeah. Anyway. But everybody else is pretty much. Everybody else. Is yeah. Mandy Patinkin, he's still kicking. He's, he's still alive. Yep. yep. We got yeah. enough kicking that we can. He's got a gnarly ass beard right now, though. I think. Right now, I, so. I would have preferred <laughs> right. to have seen a sequel to this when it was still hot, though. I mean, <laughs> again, I, I'm I'm very reluctant to trust a sequel that's made 30 years later. So, I I wish they would have. I know you guys fucking hate this movie, but I like it. Nostalgia reasons. I enjoy it. Fuck you guys if you don't like it. Um, I wish they would have fucking made a sequel to Masters of the Universe. Oh, <laughs> that's it. fair. No, that's they, fair. They left an opening and it never got made, and can, it sucks. Can we completely <laughs> scratch and recast everything for the sequel? Not everything. So, oh. <laughs> well, then keep, never mind. I'm out. We're keeping this. <laughs> <laughs> we're keeping Frank. We're keeping Dolph. We're okay, keeping. We're, we're keeping uh, Meg. Everybody else can be recast. All right. How about no. that? What? Yeah, no Courtney no, Cox? No. no, she's gone. Oh, she's gone. Yeah, I'm out. 
She's gone. We're keeping <laughs> Evil in. We're going to keep fucking Skeletor. We're going to keep He-Man. Everybody else could be recasted. Did any Everybody of else? the people Fuck in off. that movie ever watch the cartoon? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I watched the cartoon. No, I said, oh. did any of the people that portrayed the characters in the movies oh. ever watch the cartoon? Never even I don't know. Because Dolph Lundgren did not play fucking <laughs> Adam He-Man but he's in got any way, look. shape, form, or fashion. All he just needs is some direction. Oh, he he's got the look. He the stature. Uh, well, yeah. He's got the look. <laughs> he had the look. He had the look, dude. It's fucking gone now. But, yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean, when that first came out, I was like, holy shit, this is going to be incredible, you know? And, you know, honestly, I thought Dolph looked, I mean, he was, all right, a right? cool, different right. take on He-Man. All right, cool, I'm down. And, but. Man at Arms looked pretty, you know, solid, too. I, uh, yeah, I know you don't care. I know you don't no, care. Listen, here's the important <laughs> thing here. Here's the important thing. The cool thing about He-Man is that fucking when, when he gets in rage mode, he fucking holds aloft his magic sword and says, by the power of Grayskull, and turns into a fucking badass. Now, that didn't happen one fucking time in this movie. And there, for that it reason alone... At, it happened at the end. Yeah. But he was already He-Man the entire time. It wasn't like he transformed from Adam to <laughs> He-Man. It wasn't like we got a battle cat. And just, you know what? No. There's there nothing about no this. Cat. Yeah. <laughs> there's no reason for a sequel to this version of He-Man. <laughs> okay. No. There, there is a... There is to, to redeem itself. Okay. I mean, in yeah. your eyes. I don't <laughs> think it needs to be. It's, it's fucking good for me. I, I, I enjoy the damn nice. movie. Okay. What yeah. about you, Justin? What do you guys say, man? You've been quiet here. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I am not in the same boat as, uh, as, as you, Adam. I, That's okay. That's fine. Not a lot of people uh, would. I, I, was, I was not a fan. Um, okay. I, I, it's a movie I probably haven't seen in over 10 years and don't have much of an interest in ever revisiting it. Though, We're on the same page. Though my you guys, my, you guys do, do you guys know that there was a uh, an additional scene oh, after the end not. of the movie, right? <laughs> Did <laughs> it redeem anything? Yeah. No, no, no. It's just well, yeah, uh, it's it's Frank Langella popping up, and he's like, "I'll be back" or something right. like that. Yeah, he's coming out of that fucking liquid. Yeah, shit it, it it didn't do enough. It's like but I'd rather there's you something didn't. there, and they should have done something with it, man. It didn't make enough money because I they totally it, fucked them. Because it was terrible. Fuck canon. Yeah. It's fucking canon. <laughs> All right, guys. Okay, it's guys. Right. Cool. <laughs> with, with this line of thinking, my next sequel that never happened to, is Super Mario Brothers. Okay, oh. because that, that was that, that was movie fun. could completely be <laughs> made into a sequel with the same cast and the same fucking Goombas right. and everything, and would have been amazing. I'm sure it's a better cast. That's Fisher Stevens in it. <laughs> if I were a ca- cast member of this movie, I would not put it on my resume. I'm just saying. Super Mario Brothers. Hey, nope. Hey, I didn't don't. do that movie. I didn't fucking do um, that movie. Bob Haskins. Lou was even like, I so, didn't do that movie. So Bob two, Hoskins said, he's like, I'd yeah, rather die. Yeah. So two, two things. It's a guilty pleasure. I love it. And... It was also the movie that I had narrowed down and picked for what I thought I wanted a sequel to as well. 
No uh, way. Yeah. And <laughs> I was being sarcastic though. I'm <laughs> not. Okay. And uh I actually I just found out uh through another podcast that I was listening to uh, a couple days ago that John Leguizamo turned down the role of uh, Tom Hanks's boyfriend in Philadelphia to be Luigi. Oh, good. That, hey, that's a good true. move. That's no, <laughs> a good move. Good. Yeah. Good move. <laughs> turn, turn down a role opposite of Tom Hanks in a, you know, award-winning. Yeah. Well, you tell me who who was Tom Hanks's boyfriend in fucking Philadelphia. I mean, that's fair. I don't know. Okay, if John had done it, <laughs> you'd never fucking heard from John again. <laughs> I don't know. He might have won a fucking Oscar. He may be supporting cast. You know. Oh my god. Yeah, he ain't gonna win but, an Oscar for supporting cast in Super Mario Brothers. I'll tell you that. No. 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 But he's gonna get more shine time on the screen. All right. Fair enough. Uh, terrible movie, but absolute guilty pleasure of mine. I like, I love it. See, we all it's got been... guilty pleasures. It's fine, dude. It's fine. <laughs> right. I'm not a big, I'm not a big fan of the Super Mario Brothers movie. I'm not. But, no, I mean, yeah. it's not, it's not good. It sucks, you know, but <laughs> it's yeah, hard. Honestly, it, it's more off the wall than Masters of the Universe oh, is. Boy. They both have a special place origin. in hell for me. Compared to I origin, think they're yeah, comparable okay. movies. Yeah, they are. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, like, comparably yeah. bad movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but there's a special I, place I, in HSL for them. Right. <laughs> but I totally understand why, you know, they they do have a they have a cult following. I get it. Because there is that quirkiness factor to each of those movies that I mean, it it, it attracts moviegoers. I mean, and Oh, it's so goofy. It's so yeah, yeah, over the top. Absolutely. Well, I've got I've got a couple movies. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this one out here, and this was one that was actually it seemed like it was teased my entire fucking childhood, and I hoped (laughs) and prayed for this to happen, and it never did. I wanted a sequel to The Goonies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that'd have been nice. But I wanted a sequel to the Goonies so fucking bad. Like, I'm, I'm, man. I'm, I get it, and I, I see the want, but I'm glad they never did. Because it would never they... have held up. Yeah. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't have. But just to have those characters, you know, it, it, they were able to complete keep that whole cast or at least the majority yeah. of that cast intact. I just there could have easily been another adventure in Astoria that, that the Goonies is just again another childhood movie that is just it's it's iconic I mean it's it was a staple of my childhood I wanted to be I wanted to be one of the Goonies I wanted to go on an adventure I wanted to create something that was you know in my everyday normal life in my city my town that I lived in and uh, just it get totally engulfed in this yeah. adventure. Yeah. yeah this town a... sucks. We don't get any of that shit. <laughs> it's, boring. it's boring. We gotta pay <laughs> bills and stuff now. <laughs> yeah, well, it's absolutely I never... a sequel that should have happened that didn't. 
Absolutely. I, I would have loved more uh, of them as well. Absolutely. I would have loved to, but man, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we just got the Goonies because it's a masterpiece and I'm, I'm I, content. I, I hear you. I it's, hear you. it's, it's a movie I had tossed around when trying to think of one that didn't get a sequel just because and it's so iconic. It's so good. You want more, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like ultimately, you know, we'll catch them saying it's tough to think that they could ever live up to it. Um, it, it, it's the same reason why, like, I would have loved to have had like a sequel to the movie Fight Club, but at the same mm-hmm. time, like, mm-hmm. how do you have a sequel to Fight Club? You know, like, yeah, right. yeah. like, it, like, it's it ties up so well. Like, what's what's the point? Like, it, what would yeah. they possibly have aside from just having a second movie in the same universe with kind of the fallout of all of this, but different characters? Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of the only. Yeah, way. I see what you're saying. The only way I can see another uh, Goonies sequel is nowadays they're the Goonies. They're the original kids are grown up and they've got kids of their own and they're fucking not necessarily like losing their house or anything like that, but some kind of predicament <laughs> or, or cause them of, to go into a fucking adventure. Kind, kind of like a uh, what Cobra Kai did with Karate Kid. Have right. Any of you watch the Cobra Kai TV good. show? Yeah, yeah, I have not. I've not. I just saw where they're they're going to put that they're on Netflix, Netflix, and and I I yeah I want to jump in on that. It, it's a good job. Yeah, it, they've done a really good job. But th- okay. I think that would be a cool way to handle the Goonies now. Yeah, you have have them as adults with their quirks, but you know they're adults. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, King, you said you had a couple more. What do you got here? You got something else for us? I mean, it's just passing thought stuff. I mean, you're... <laughs> okay. Uh, just rapid fire. You know, Airplane 3. You know, that's that's one I wanted <laughs> and I never got. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> fucking, I love the Airplane movies, man. Airplane is just like the Hot Shots, you know. It's the same. I do. I mean, they could make those <laughs> movies till they're blue in the face and I'd watch them. Right. Yeah, they'd have to name it jet lag. Jet lag. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, does Stryker still have a drinking problem? I suppose. Of course I mean. he does. Of course he does. <laughs> right. And he's suffering suffering from narcolepsy. <laughs> <laughs> Some shit. I don't know. Did it, Otto it, find love with his <laughs> female <laughs> co-pilot? Uh, you know, there's questions. So many questions left unanswered. Yeah. Yeah, right. absolutely. I think I think another movie that could have used a sequel is uh, Slither. That would have been a pretty sweet one, too. I would have been cool with that. Yeah, it would have been fun. Yeah. They yeah, left I, I and yeah, they did. never got anything. You know, it, it fucking sucked at the theater, so. Yeah, never but that's a, fun, that's a fun movie, It's though. a fun one. You're right, right. And I'd totally be down with a sequel with that. That'd be fucking great. I need to yeah. watch that one. I haven't seen Slither. It, only if James oh, Gunn. Oh. Came back and yeah. did it. Though. Okay, I'll get I'll get on that one. Which he, that, he would do it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely see that movie, Dave, for sure. It's um, it's I'm, James Gunn's directorial debut, Dave. Okay, well that <laughs> totally that totally interests me. Cool. Um, I we'll get on that one real soon. That's good. I I uh, I would like to see a sequel to Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh, oh they like talked that. about that for a few years, and it's yeah. just never happened. Been in a limp yeah, level. yeah. 
What about uh, My Bloody Valentine? We could have totally done that. Yeah. Yeah. I... It, it was, I mean, honestly, I mean, it, it goes without saying, it is one of the best slashers of the early yeah. 80s. And it's one of the best <laughs> slash. I mean, honestly, I kind of feel like it's in contention with uh, The Burning, both from 1981, that are arguably two of the best slashers that never got a sequel. Yeah. And But I don't know. that is As much as I love The Burning and I love that setting in the camp, you know, area... Ah man, I don't know. There's just something about my bloody Valentine that really struck a chord with me, and I think it was the uniqueness of it—the fact mm-hmm. that it was, it was in a mine. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't in a suburban area. It wasn't at a campground. It wasn't at a sorority house. It wasn't, yeah. you know, it, it it was a very very unique location and setting and killer that you had, and it was super effective. Right. Super, super effective, and I and I feel like that would have been a movie if they had a sequel to it. Absolutely, I'd be all about it. Plus, yeah, uh, plus the the get up is so good. Yes, I, I mean, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, it's it's so amazing, and it, it's it's funny that you mentioned that because I was trying to rack my brain of like great slashers that never had a sequel, and I was like, well, shit, everything's had a sequel. <laughs> Nah. But like my bloody Valentine never crossed my mind. And I feel now, like now a, I'm ashamed that it didn't. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> in a way that the remake of My Bloody Valentine kind of combined the elements of a remake and a sequel. A sequel. Because it yeah. wasn't a direct remake. It had elements of, you know, the story of the original, but it took its own route too, so I don't know. And that, right. that's that's kind of the same as uh the Black Christmas, the Sure, the remake, it's comparable, kind of a. Sequel I haven't seen it. Time. I haven't yeah, seen it's... any of the remakes. I don't. I don't want to. I don't. I don't need to see the newest remake, the third it's... remake, C version C. It's terrible. I've heard that, and that's why I'm staying away. It's terrible. Too much um, social commentary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Carrie always is in it, though. So. Yeah. Yeah, not not enough. That's to not make enough. It. Yeah, that's not enough. I I would love a my bloody Valentine sequel now that that you yeah. said like it needs there needs to be more. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, because he got away. I mean, he just he lost an arm. He can still go. He can yeah. manage. Right. I, I've seen movies end with less <laughs> and have sequels than what this one was. Oh yeah. Know, so yeah, just, I mean, I I totally think you can make it work. Yeah, there's enough throw, meat on the bone. Just throw something in there. Throw a knife in there, or like a yeah. hook. <laughs> right. You know. Yep. I just got one that popped in my head. Uh, okay. Half baked. Half baked. <laughs> I could have totally been down for a sequel to that. I, I could go for a. Half it's a great sequel. cast. That's a great uh, <laughs> character story. Yeah, they could have totally had another adventure. Yeah, I'd have been all in on that. I agree. Been cool. Wait, been I, I, yeah, I would love to see like a current sequel to Half Baked with the current like medical marijuana and legal, right. you know, like see yeah. see these characters react in this this world, you know. Yeah, I, I that think be, that would cool. be interesting. That is I interesting. Think, <laughs> I think it'd be cool if they had Dave Chappelle's character 
um, stay clean this entire time. <laughs> and like he was all about, you know, pussy and shit and everything. And then uh, all of a sudden he got the pussy taken away from him in this one. So he has to revert back to weed. Somebody kidnaps <laughs> Mary Jane. Ah. Right. Yeah, somebody kids who have kidnapped Mary Jane or, something, or right. I don't know, something. It's Samson Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Samson. Uh, I got one more as far as a sequel, and this is a blockbuster movie. It's another Arnold movie, and I would have loved to see more of Arnold and Jamie Last Lee. Last action Curtis. hero. Hell yeah. Oh, true no. lies. True lies. True lies. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That was a movie that needed it needed a sequel. Yeah, absolutely. That would have been a lot of fun. I, I agree, and it, it's funny that you brought that up because I, I literally one of the first things I did whenever uh, we you know first brought up the idea of a sequel that never happened is I just pulled up Arnold's filmography and was like, okay, what do I need more of here? And yeah. True True Lies was the movie like in my mind for Arnold. Yeah, super funny. Honestly, I loved the fact that uh, you get uh, Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold yeah. in this movie. Honest, this is the best Tom Arnold you ever got. I mean, <laughs> right. he he was no funny. way, no way. The stupid. No? <laughs> stupid. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was so funny, man, in this movie. Bill Paxton was absolutely hysterical. Arnold was funny. Yeah. In this, I mean, you know, again, I mean, it was it was a little more lighthearted. I mean, but you had legitimate action sequences <laughs> in here, and you know, obviously, with the way it ended, with you know him and Helen, you know, it was they were going to be you know spies together. Uh, was your Mrs. Smith? <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, pretty much, <laughs> but yeah. better. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I, I would have loved to seen a continuation of. Arnold and Jamie Lee in uh, the True Lies universe. I think that would have been a lot of fun. I agree. 100% there. It would be so good. And I think their daughter was uh, played by Eliza Dushku. Yeah, dude. She would have grown up a few more years, gotten involved in the family (laughs) business, possibly, you know? Get a little her, a little bit of mom, fucking... Infiltrating some was, fucking organization or something. Yeah, so yeah, good. Dude. so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, another one I gotta I gotta bring up, Christine. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Christine yeah. <laughs> She's still hey, out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she is. She's a little Rock box. But, you know, yeah. This is crunch stuff. She can reform. Hey. Yeah, absolutely. I, it'll take a little time. <laughs> she was already she was already working on it. Kind of like uh, Child's Play three when they dump the gooey, you know, Chucky into the vat and melt him down, and then reuse yeah, them to form new one. They could just do that. Just melt it down. New car. <laughs> yeah, fucking change the model if you want to, but I, I like to stick with a Plymouth Fury. Yeah. But... Oh yeah, no. I mean, they could keep the same model. Just well, it would co. It would go back to its original model. Yeah, yeah. hopefully. <laughs> That's where they'd fuck up if they changed the car. Oh, yeah. I guarantee. Yeah, it's yeah. not going to become a fucking Corvette or some shit. You know, it's like when that they, make like any when sense. they uh, they changed Knight Rider to a Mustang in two thousand eight. Yeah. That was like 
man, I love Knight Rider, and I couldn't wait for him to come back. And and he comes back as a Mustang, and doesn't have anywhere near the personality William Daniels portrayed as Kit. And I was like, fuck this shit. You you know that's what's gonna happen though. They're gonna reboot Chris Team, and it's going to end up being whichever car company wants to give them the most money to feature their fucking Bugatti. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. You're, I hope not. You're not wrong. You know what? Yeah, I, you're not. I, yeah, I don't. I don't want it to happen. Wrong. It's gonna yeah. happen. No, because they're remaking like every Stephen King, you know, movie sure. that was done prior to like '95. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I um, hope they don't. Don't touch it. Just fucking leave it alone. So, uh, the the one movie that I really like buckled down that I wanted a sequel to. Which there was kind of a spiritual sequel a couple of years ago that was okay, but the Fifth Element, like, I would have loved to have had more of those characters, that universe. I, like I don't even care how the story unfolds or you know what happens, but just throw Bruce Willis out there in some kind of bullshit, ridiculous scheme. I'm game. Right. Definitely. Multi pass. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be honest because like I'm not a big sci-fi guy but I have seen that movie and I've seen it multiple times and for whatever reason there is enough meat on that bone where I mean there's it's worth revisiting for me for whatever reason there's yeah. just there's uh, entertainment value there and I, and I think it's the cast I think it's yeah. Bruce Willis, Gary Oldman Mila Jovovich you know, you got Tiny Zeus Lister in this, Brian James. I mean, you, it's you just get a it works. So it works. So it works yeah. well enough for me. That's cool. Well, I'm gonna throw out one more. All right, okay. go for it. For a sequel. Just All in right. case, it was very funny. Uh, Team America, fight fighting whatever nowadays is bad and shit. Uh, Marionettes. Yeah, well, it could be uh, Kim Jong Un. You know, his dad's fucking dead. <laughs> right. Fucking. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know. Give me, give me a sequel of that. That's hilarious. That's so. funny. All right, that's it, guys. That's all I got, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got one last thing. Uh, there, there was a sequel to it, but to fantasy book my own sequel is, I would want to redo uh, Predator Two, but with Arnold. No, no, no! Don't get me wrong. I I love Predator Two, but yeah. I want a sequel. I want a sequel with Arnold, pissed off, wanting revenge, traveling to their planet, and just going ape shit, killing predators left and right. Just ridiculous eighties action bullshit, nonstop, no story, no plot, just ridiculous Arnold. You could That's do that nowadays. You could do that now. Right. right. I'd be down. maybe. Maybe have him meet up with uh, Adrian Brody and all them, like because they, him and that other chick, they left. You know, maybe he could fucking come up. You know, he's just old man Duke now. You know, or old what did you Dutch. all, old man Dutch? Yeah. What did What did you all think of that Predator? Not, I haven't seen the newest one, but the one with Adrian Brody. What did you all think of that? I enjoyed. I, it. I enjoyed I did, it too. I did too. That's a great I like. That's awesome. I. I'll be honest with you, I liked it better than Predator 2. Yeah. Okay. I 
it was more true to the original. I mean, obviously, I know they were on like a different planet and stuff, but yeah. it just it, that that jungle type setting. It, yeah. it just it put me more in the mood of what the original was with Arnold well, and company. Well, well Mayor. It was the concrete jungle. That's in right. The second buddy. movie, it's and they were no. they were experiencing record highs in temperatures. <laughs> no, that's how they that's how they explained it. <laughs> no, it's it's I I like Predator too. No, I, I mean when when it first came out, honestly, I didn't really care for it. I was just like, well, what what is this? This is. This is Murtal fighting Predator, <laughs> right. and but that's what's so great about. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't. It doesn't work for me. But I, I've revisited it in later years, and you know, you get Bill Paxton, and obviously, you know, uh, Gary Busey is cool <laughs> as fuck in this movie. Yeah. Um, well, the ending is awesome, dude. The fucking spaceship man, when you fucking see all the relics and shit, and. Yeah. All right. the other predators. It's you finally learn what it's all about. You know what the, what they are all about, and they've been right. doing this shit a long fucking time. Nah, and you get some cool Easter eggs with the the xenomorph head and all those. And so you're you're combining those two uh, stories together now. And yeah, AVP. <laughs> yeah. No, I I like Predator too. Uh, I I've I've learned to appreciate it you know, at, over time. But when it first came out, it was a misfire bigger than shit for me. It really yeah. was. Yeah. But it's hard. It's hard to watch a sequel to an Arnold movie that doesn't have Arnold in it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yep. Like, it, like, like we can all agree that jingle all the way, you know, too is terrible. <laughs> Cause it doesn't have Arnold in it. Oh, I there's a jingle there all the way. Sequel. That's what I was going to say. There's a fucking jingle all the way too. I think so. Just, with, with just Sinbad, I thought. I could be making that up. That's a Mandela that's effect, a... I think. I think that's Mandela effect. I'm going to check it right now. <laughs> there might not be I, a jingle um, all the way, too. Really? Yeah. Oh, no, it, was, it wasn't with Sinbad. It was 2014 with fucking Larry the Cable Guy. Even worse. Oh. Worse. Oh. Ew. Yeah, you shouldn't even made it. You don't even just don't even make it. <laughs> fucking tell. That screams like garbage movie that was made that they slapped a title on it just to try to get some extra oh, views. They pulled a fucking yeah. dimension on you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh shit! You know we got this Hellraiser uh, rights laying around. We better take this bullshit script and throw a couple centibytes into it. Yeah, let's take a fucking you know urban crime drama movie and let's put a <laughs> right. fucking Hellraiser movie. Right. I'll be honest with you, like, I watched the newest one, it started off with a lot of promise, but boy, it nosedive real quick, and it went right back in the old fucking muddy-ass waters, you know, that Dimension yeah. loves fucking wallering in, and I was just like, god damn it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> of, of horror movie franchises, that's the one that's been abused by far the most. Like yeah. just trash straight to DVD sequel one after the other. Corn. That's Children another corn. one too. Children of the Corn Genesis is fucking just goddamn awful. It's, it's true. It's, it's so they, bad. Dude. They dim- they got dimension. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I would argue that you know Hellraiser one and two though are like above and beyond Children of the Corn one and two though. I totally, dude, totally that's agree. not even, that's not even a yeah that yeah. that. 
I'll agree with that. And I'm the a fall, fan. The fall from grace is much, much harder. Yeah. yeah. I like your theory here, Justin, on rebooking the territory on sequels, like saying Predator 2, you know, Arnold pissed off, goes to their planet, fucking <laughs> them shit up. Uh, th- there's plenty of movies I could rebook the sequel to better. I feel right. like one of them would be Escape from L.A., but uh, <laughs> oh, call back to that. Because, I mean, that's a great movie, the first one, you know, and they just totally flopped a turd out and <laughs> called it uh, Escape from L.A. <laughs> Look, I understand. I understand. I like this movie more than I should. I, I get it, but uh, you're, you're kind of... Airplane you're 2 sucked, too, you know, actually. I yeah, just it, don't want to admit it. It did. Well, I'm but it say- still had stuff about it that <laughs> makes it worth revisiting. <laughs> You know, but I, I, I would remake Caddyshack too. I, I would redo yeah, it. Sure. And yeah. Make something completely different. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I've, mine. I, I, I've, I've heard the statement that, and I agree with it. Like Caddyshack is probably the greatest sports movie ever made. And Caddyshack mm. two is probably the worst. Oh yeah. I'll give that one. Yeah. Like I, I mean, don't think it's the best sports you, movie. You but. can, yeah. I mean, obviously, you can argue other sports movies, but Caddyshack's pretty damn good. Fuck yeah! Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Caddyshack too. I'd remake that one. Something different. That's, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But back to the escape from New York, real quick. You, you're. <laughs> you're <laughs> you can't escape. Listen, escape. You're just not done beating this fucking horse. Keep going. No, like, I'm going on a different route here. I was just going to okay. say that there are other Carpenter classics that deserved sequels that didn't get them. We got uh, they, they live. live. Yeah, absolutely. They live in absolutely big trouble in Little China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These big both deserve oh, a sequel. Man. I would have loved to see a big trouble I, sequel. I thought I thought you were gonna fantasy book uh, <laughs> Escape from New York with Escape from Mars. Oh, <laughs> Ghost, Ghost from a Mars. mashup. Okay, maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe. Uh, yeah. I don't dislike it. No, well, be, because uh, originally Carpenter was going to do a third one, and it was going to be Escape from Mars. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Well, guys, we we could talk about this all night, as we obviously shown by the timestamp here. But yeah, it's, it's time to move on down the highway. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and then, so, I'd, and then I'd want to remake the sequel of the sequel. <laughs> so, so there's there's a sequel of the sequel. Way more fucking. <laughs> but wait, we all forgot right, reboots. There's reboots. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, I want to rebook the territory on the reboots. There you go. There you go. all right hitchhikers this concludes our round table gab session of all things part two we hope you all enjoyed our breakdowns of all these movies we talked about you can find us on facebook at nostalgia highway podcast be on the lookout for new announcements and updates and be sure to visit the king art facebook page where you can find all kinds of awesome artwork from the king himself you can also email the show at nostalgiahighwaypodcast at gmail.com, and our Twitter handle is at HighwayNHP. We'd love to hear from you all, so hit us up, hitchhikers. And uh, obviously, once again, we want to give a plug out here to Raised in Horror, the Psycho Siblings podcast, who will Check be debuting out. 
Yeah, debuting uh, episode one on July 9th, which is a Thursday, correct? Yes, sir. Okay. And they will be reviewing Friday the 13th, part six, Jason Lives from 1986. And I can't wait to hear it. This is going to be awesome. Oh, so, yeah. What now? What all pod, uh, platforms are you going to be on, Justin? Um, all we're going to be on. Ones? Yeah, we're we're going to be on all the major ones. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, essentially, wherever you listen to podcasts, look for our podcast. If you can't find it, uh, you know, switch what you use. Yeah, yeah, switch. switch what you use. <laughs> Just use another one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, two, okay. it's 2020. You'll be able to find the podcast. Um, Google but, yeah. But for updates on everything as we move forward, you know, we're racing horror on everything. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, racinghorror at gmail.com if you want to send us an email for any reason. Uh, but, <clears throat> yeah, July 9th is going to be our first episode. We're aiming to be, you know, bi-weekly. Uh, so our second episode, and give you guys a little bit of an exclusive uh, plug here, July Ooh. 23rd. Uh, the second movie that we're going to be doing is Piranha. So, oh, yeah. nice. the original? Yes, the yeah, original? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the original. Yes. Absolutely. Um, nice. Yeah, we figure with our first uh, with our first couple episodes being in July, we'll get the summer feel going and just yep. you know live it up, love it up, and just uh, talk about some bloody good times. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, that sounds awesome! I can't wait to hear that too. Now I love Piranha. That's oh yeah, that's, oh, yeah. that's good stuff, man. That really is awesome. Appreciate it, fellas. And uh, hey, also, no problem, bro. One last thing, like you know, if if anybody listening to this episode enjoyed having me uh, around, you know, definitely look at uh, us up at Racing Horror. But if you didn't. Don't worry, this is probably the last time I'll be on here, so you guys can... Uh, <laughs> the next episode, you can continue to enjoy the Nostalgia Highway. I'm not. I'm only ruining this episode, not oh, for... Oh, hell. Nah, yeah, we're going to put all the bells and whistles here. on it. We're putting bells and whistles to this one. <laughs> right. No, nah, Justin, we absolutely loved having you on here. Thank you so much for coming on here with us, and this is this is an awesome, just bullshit session. It was right. a lot of fun. Really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Yeah. And obviously, we want to give a recognition and thanks to Sean Jackson and Cody Jones for our theme music for the show. And uh, join us next time for episode 42, where we will review the first of two voted upon Hitchhiker's Choice movies that have not yet been set at the time of this recording. So hmm. stay tuned, Hitchhikers. Don't even know what the fuck's happening. All right. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> yep. But on behalf of the Lord Ketchum, Dave King of the Road, and the Sheriff Justin Ramsey, I am your host, the Mayor Matt Logson, and we thank you once again for hitching a ride along with us, and we'll pick you up next time out on the highway. Now I feel like less of a fan than you somehow, which is really dirty and uncomfortable. Nah. Yeah, but we weren't doing research. We could pick apart the right. movie. You wouldn't know a fucking thing we're talking about. So You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had to You're find saying words I've heard, but I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh yeah. Yoda and all. Dagobah. Yeah. <laughs> Dagobah. I'm surprised you pronounced it right. Dagobah system. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they call it systems and not planets, Matt? I don't know. Oh, I figured you'd have that nugget. All right. No. <laughs>
Sorry. <laughs> I failed you again. But, but you know, Lee Brackett co-wrote this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good on you. That was within my scope. See, what you should have said was, I have failed you, your highness. Oh. Then that had been a really deep cut of Star Wars right there, Matt. I've already it. got my. I've he doesn't even my. understand it. He still yeah. doesn't understand. Hey, you remember that one time in a podcast he brought up the uh, phrase, it's an old code, but it checks out. And we were like, he did. What? He did. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, that's fucking awesome. Matt doesn't even know what he's talking about, but he pulled a fucking perfect fucking line out of that movie that fit in the spot. And It's an older code. <laughs> Every once in a while, you know, Blind Squirrel finds a nut. We be jamming, we be 